Hotep Jesus, we back with another sharp conversation with Hotep Jesus. Tonight, we have a very, very special event for you folks. In the meantime, make sure you hit the link below, get your Grifton Season hoodie. Also, I'd like everybody to realize that my research tonight was sponsored by Jehudi Ma'at Ra of uh, Jehudi Ma'at Ra Herbs.com. You can follow him at DMR Herbs on Twitter. As you already know, I'm a tech entrepreneur, full-time tech startup co-founder. Big, big, big things happened over the past few weeks in Bitcoin. 19,000. Over 19,000. The price of Bitcoin. Coinbitsapp.com. Make sure y'all get in tune. If you haven't purchased Bitcoin, well, the app does it for you automatically based upon whatever limits you set. It's the future. Y'all got to get in the game. A lot of people posting their games recently. Make sure y'all get in the game. But without further ado, I don't want to keep y'all waiting. I know y'all been waiting all day for this. The world-renowned, critically acclaimed, multi-platinum selling artist, top five dead or alive, MC and lyricist, one of my all-time favorites. You know, you mentioned rap. Shit, I had Lupe bump it hard. So shout out to his fans in the building or in the chat. Like to introduce to y'all, Lupe motherfucking fiasco. Lupe, what's up, bro? Yo, what's up, y'all? How y'all doing? Hotep Jesus, what up, brother? How are you? I'm good. So earlier you tweeted that you actually heard of me before. Where, where yeah. did you where did you hear of me before? Uh, on the on the uh, Joe Rogan piece. Oh, the Joe Rogan shit. Okay, that might be one of the central you know points. But I, I, I'm aware of you through other things, though. Oh, yeah? Uh, your name comes up uh, often in certain circles as in regards to certain topics and situations. So I was aware of you to a certain degree, um, maybe oh. just in uh, and just kind of casual pa- passing. Right, right. Yeah, but the mentor was uh, seeing you on the Joe Rogan piece. Oh, you saw it? You saw the episode? Yeah, I didn't watch the whole thing. I rarely watch all of the whole things. Right, it's three hours long, yeah. You catch those like 10-minute things, et cetera. So it was interesting, yeah. That's that's an honor. Thank you thank you very much. Um, I mean, it's just fucking great. Lupe Fiasco knows who the fuck I am. That's fucking dope. Um, so today's topic is on vaccines, right? And uh, I came privy to your stance. Well, I don't know if it's a stance or what it is. But I was on the voice chat app and we were talking COVID and vaccines and your name came up and they said Lupe's on here pro vaccine. And somebody else said you was on Instagram with the pro vaccine. And I said, Lupe, Lupe Fiasco. Yeah, they said, they said Lupe Fiasco. I said, nah, they must have cloned my dude. Yo, what the fuck is going on out here? Right. So, yeah, I'm, I'm glad to have you on the platform today because I get to dissect your brain and see how you think about this topic. Um. What I'd like to steer this topic around are two quotes. So hear me out on this. Mm-hmm. The first quote is, those who would give up essential liberty to purchase a little temporary safety deserve neither liberty nor safety. And that is uh, the great Benjamin Franklin. Then the other one <laughs> is, uh, okay. 
When we give government the power to make medical decisions for us, we, in essence, accept that the state owns our bodies, and that is Ron Paul. Oh, <laughs> that's very interesting that you would choose those two brothers. Oh yeah, why why, why why you say that? Uh, it's not it's not necessarily about them, so to speak. This this chat, so I don't want to divert too much and, and get topic in terms of why I find that interesting. Okay, all and right. I will, you know, well, Benjamin, Benjamin Franklin was very much so a person who uh, uh, was into dissecting human cadavers and, you know, you know, he's very much a medically inclined type of person. Yeah. And I don't, just doing that type of research for the sake of, you know, just to do it. Like, I, I feel like he might have had a, a public health aspect or initiative, even if it's just based on curiosity. Um, so that's interesting for uh-huh. him. Uh, Rand Paul is interesting because Ron Paul, uh, Ron Paul, Ron, Ron Paul, not his son. No. Nah. Okay, cool. Because I was going to say Rand Paul. If it was him, he don't he don't be knowing what the fuck he be talking about. <laughs> Ron Paul uh, uh, probably has a little bit more weight in his sayings, but I hear what you're saying. Yeah, I mean the reason why I brought those up is I think that the reason why this topic has come to the forefront of people's minds is the forced part, right? Mm-hmm. So I'd like to begin this discussion there, right? Mm-hmm. How do you feel? Do you think that the vaccine should be compulsory and mandatory? Um, I think we need to back up a little bit. Okay. Uh, and focus more on what my stance is. Okay, let's do that. Um, so my stance initially was for people to stay in the house. I had this whole thing called camp, this whole campaign called Taipei, which is take your punk ass in the house. <laughs> um, for various reasons, we didn't, there was a, at least in the general public and even in certain specializations, there was a, a lack of understanding of exactly what COVID was, right? Uh, there was still that, is it real? Is it not real? Is it it's a virus? Is it not a virus? There was still things in the air that hadn't settled. Right. And I'm of a I'm of a kind to uh, self preservation at all costs, right? Whether it's actually happening or not, that you should at least do your best to protect yourself at all times, mm. right? That's in boxing, whether they're throwing punches or not. If you mm. come in the ring and after the bell rings, protect yourself at all times. Mm-hmm. So that piece was, yeah, you know, maybe stay in the house. You know, if you can, if you if you're not an essential worker, this was when they was doing the first round of kind of like lockdowns, and it was like, yeah, if if you're not an essential worker, if it's not pertaining to your job, I think I think people were still maybe going to school, maybe, um, but it was a, a situation where it's like if you don't have to go, stay in the house, you know, mm. and that developed into okay, we need to wear masks now. Okay, cool, you know, wear a mask. Right. You know, it's not that hard. Um, it's not hard. If you can't get a medical grade mask, you can make a mask, you know? Um, and we talked about different ways to preserve the different masks that were available to people at the time. Yeah. Uh, right. Right. And 95 and whatnot. Yeah. 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 And then at the same time, the, the social distancing aspect, like social distance, you know, like maybe keep your distance. Don't really, don't talk at the grocery store in line. Like maybe practice some, some other disciplines and habits. Mm -hmm. Um, we figure out what this thing is um as we come to find out what this thing is 
and it's irreversible. Irre, irre, uh, uh, irreversible? No, not irreversible. There's a solid proof that we know what this is. Okay. Right? Um, that's like, hey, uh, maybe you should really social distance, really wear a mask, really kind of limit your affairs. Okay. That graduates into if you're sick, if you know you're sick, quarantine properly. If you've been exposed to someone who's been sick, you should quarantine properly. Mm. Right? When I mm. say quarantine properly, wear a mask properly, social distance properly, because there's different schools of thought on what that those individual pieces look like. Sure, sure. There was no talk of a vaccine because there was no vaccine. Right. There's no vaccine now. Allegedly, we, there was no vaccine, but continue. Yeah, but there's no there's no vaccine. You can't go to Walgreens right now and get a COVID-19 vaccine. Right. So there's no vaccine now right. available to the general public. Right. So, but all we have is these habits and these practices. So for me, it was, we don't need a vaccine. That was my initial stance. We don't need one. Okay, all right. If... You properly social distance. If you properly wear a mask, if you properly quarantine, if you're sick or you've been exposed, because you have folks who are sick who still were going out. So, is are these interchangeable? You're saying? What do you mean? Are these interchangeable? In lieu of the mask and social distancing, a vaccine can take its place. No, if we did all these things, we wouldn't need a vaccine because we wouldn't have any COVID nineteen. Right. But if the reverse is true, if we had a vaccine, do we need to social distance and these other things? Well, we can get to that. Okay. Pin, pin that. Like write it down so we don't forget, All right? Because the majority of people are not doing that, mm. you need a vaccine. Mm. Right? Now, if we did that whole array of disciplines, you wouldn't need a vaccine. Because you wouldn't have the virus. Mm. But since the majority across all demographics and populations of people, Republicans, Libertarians, Black Panthers, mm. wherever you want to take it, mm -hmm. those disciplines and practices are not being adhered to properly. Mm. And because of that, you see 170,000 cases a day, 2,000 deaths a day, and exponential growth. Mm -hmm. Right. Only thing that could bring us back from that is vaccination. Mm. Now, I don't want that to be the case. Mm -hmm. I've been pushing since the beginning of COVID-19. I was one of the first people to cancel shows. Mm. Right. Because mind you, I'm bringing a thousand people into the same room in Ohio. Right. Right. First hot spots. Yeah. Right. Then next, right after that, we're going to Seattle, the first hot spot. Right. Then okay. we got shows in New York. Right. Mm. Like shut it down right we're not even taking a chance of even going and luckily things were shut down even in lieu of, in lieu of me making that decision mm -hmm. so i've been about practice social distancing stay in the house wear a mask xyz knowing that in certain cases you might not if you practice those things you don't need a vaccine mm. what i've been watching and observing through my fan base, me being on IG, IG Live almost every day, right? Engaging with my fans, using it as a platform to kind of push public health yeah. 
ex- break, have conversations, learn things from right. folk professionals in the space, get certain certain myths that I have busted and to bust other myths as I see as they come through, specifically around public health. Okay. And what I've observed is there's a strong reaction to not vaccine. We, there's that part. We're going to get into that. Yeah. There's a strong reaction just to wearing a mask. Yes. That people who don't even want to do that. Yeah. Right? And that's not mandatory. Mm. You got a bunch of people who don't want to properly social distance. Mm-hmm not mandatory either hmm. you got folks who are sick who don't want to quarantine mm. that's not mandatory either mm-hmm. so in my mind when they do come with this vaccine that's not going to be mandatory either mm. and even if it was when certain lockdowns were somewhat mandatory certain curfews people still broke it yeah people still went out and i and i know that when the vaccine drops people that's still not going to take it right right and the numbers are that right now they did a poll when i say they the the media did a poll mm-hmm. that i think it was through the the bbc it's either bbc or i forgot the one for germany it's like dw or something like that mm-hmm. anyway just a general poll of if a vaccine came out, would you take it? This is the U.S. It was like 34% said yes. The rest, the rest, the majority, either said no, or they were unsure. Mm-hmm. So you got what's that? 60 some, 70 some odd. What's that? What was the first number? 34. 34%. So 60, 66. Yeah. So like 66% said that they would not take it. Mm or that they were uncertain. Mm-hmm. Some people wanted to wait, like they're going to wait a year to see how it plays out and all. It's vaccine yeah. hesitancy, as they call it. Yeah. So from my understanding, even if it was mandatory, you're not going to take it. Right. Um, if even the smallest things that were given to you and proven that they worked or had a certain effect, and we can get into those things individually as well, even if it was mandatory, you're not going to take it. Mm. Not killing people is mandatory. People still do it. Rape is not mandatory. Not raping people is mandatory. People still do it. Breaking mm. into homes is 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 uh man is not man right. It's like yeah. even that you shouldn't be doing, right? It's prisons full of people who do it. So that that's my piece on that, and I hope that kind of clarifies. That's wonderful. My, that's wonderful. Yeah. Thank you for that. So a couple of questions first come to my mind is number one, is Lupe Fiasco going to take the first iteration of the COVID virus uh, vaccine? Absolutely. You're confident in it, huh? I've stated that from the beginning, you know, that question is not new, you know, okay. fan or flavors that, from that same group of people, yeah. people who are going to take it, people who are never going to take it ever, mm. no matter what happens. Mm. And, on the fence they ask that same question are you going to take it mm. absolutely mm, mm. so my question then becomes after you take it are you still concerned with potentially uh being infected by, by the virus afterwards absolutely okay because a, a vaccine doesn't necessarily keep you from getting infected right as a matter of fact that's not how vaccines work okay right a vaccine is to protect your body 
in the event that you get affected, infected, right. right? So your body has a head start on producing the antigens, right? Or oh, excuse me, the antibodies to mm. fight off. That's what vaccines do, right? So even with the tests and the studies that they do, the recognition is that people who get vaccinated in these trials, they're gonna get exposed. And the way we're gonna know if the vaccine works or not is how those people are gonna react once they're infected, right? right? Vaccines don't necessarily keep you from getting infected. Hmm. So, so why why take them if they're not going to be effective? In terms of infection, well, you take because the I'm, virus because you're worried about being infected by the COVID, but there's still a potential that you'll be infected by the COVID. I guess what you're saying is that if you are, and if in the case that you are infected by the COVID, what you're saying is the vaccine has already prepared your body to fight it off. Right. I'm more worried about the disease. Hmm. There's a difference between infection and disease. Right. Disease is an expression of the infection. Correct. Right? So there's certain vaccines that fight infection, and there's certain vaccines that fight the disease. Okay. Right? Um, and maybe there are vaccines that do both. Right. But the whole, the whole goal is to give your body, your immune system, a head start before the virus is able to proliferate to a point where it starts to express the disease uncontrollably, mm. right? So I'm not worried about getting infected. That's going to happen. Mm. Everybody's actually get infected with COVID-19 one way or another. Mm. That's, um, but how the disease expresses itself is a different conversation. Mm. Do you understand the argument of the anti-vaxxers and why they're afraid of vaccines? Absolutely. What, what do you think? What do you think the the fear is? Well, it depends on what position that they're coming from. So some okay. people position not of the chemical, and when I say chemical, let's just say the the actual chemical components of the vaccine itself, mm. right? Some people are worried about the mandatory, the political ramifications. Mm. They have no problem with the chemicals and they, they've seen the reports and read the studies and know what the chemicals do and how there's just as much formaldehyde in one pair as there is in a, in a dose of vaccine. So you can eat a bowl of fruit and get more vac more formaldehyde in your system than you would if you ate, you know, if you took one vaccine dose, so to speak. Mm. So that's, you know that, right? And they're not on the fringes. They're not lunatics, right? They just don't agree with the politics, mm. right? And that's, I get that. I don't agree with all of the politics of mm. America. Mm. I never have. Um, there's some folks with the flip. They don't really worry about the authoritarian aspect of it, the potential mandatory aspect of it. They're actually worried about the ingredients, mm. right? Mm. And there's two camps in that. There's people who know what the ingredients are and they're worried about that. And there's people who don't know what the ingredients are and they're worried about that, right? So it's, it's layers of perspective even in the anti-vax argument, which I actually find fascinating. Mm. So that's I've been studying and, and using my spare time as COVID has been the, uh, the grand narrative of all our lives, whether we agree with it or not. Mm. So I chose to lean in a little bit to all the aspects of it. And the anti-vax uh, kind of points of view, depending on which perspective you're talking about, which tribe and which camp, right? There's, there's a variation. So some people have all of it, mm. everything. And they even uh, they disagree with things that they even actually agree with because mm. they, they just took the whole every argument. So even the arguments of anti-vax that rebut other arguments of anti-vax, mm. they still get too. Yeah. So 
So, you know, we talked about the vaccine being compulsory and mandatory and Mm. you alluded to the fact that people could sort of escape that and just disobey. Mm. Right. Mm. But there's there's bills that have been passed and I can name the the bill numbers uh, for anybody who wants to know. But, you know, we had a bill uh, actually was struck down here in 2019, thanks to protesters. Uh, it was a bill passed in California, and there's a recent one in Washington, D.C. The one in California was basically removing exemptions from medical exemptions. Uh, and then there was one uh, in New Jersey, which was about removing religious exemptions. Mm-hmm. And then now the bill in Washington, D.C., uh, this is just 2020, this bill is now saying that children can consent to the taking of the vaccine without their parents' permission. Mm-hmm. So when you say that people would sidestep, how do you think people could sidestep systems like that when they're put in place and legislated? Well, each of those individual bills are different. And like you mentioned, they're states, ones in this state, ones in that state. Uh, if you say ones in, in, in the federal government, that's another well, piece. Well, let's, let's talk about the one in D.C. in particular, the one where it says. The D- is it, just so I'm clear, is it D.C. or is it, when you say Washington, D.C., you mean within the federal government? I'm talking about Washington, D.C., the, 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 city. Uh, the, the, the city, yes, District of Columbia, yes. So not a federal mandate? Uh, no. Okay, cool. So with regards to that, they're basically saying that the child can consent to the vaccine without their parents' permission. Mm-hmm. That's sort of circumventing the family model and the family mode of way of doing things. And mm-hmm. certainly the traditional way of doing things when we're handling children, we know we don't consent a lot. That doesn't alarm you? Or and, and, and the second part of that question is, how does a parent circumvent a system like that? So that's under the precipice under the precipice, that's under the pretense that vaccines are bad, right? That vaccines are harmful, which I think is the core of what we may be dancing around a little bit. No, 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 no. Um, But you got to set up why that is from both sides, right? So you say, why would you put a bill like that into place, right? Okay. First, why would that be necessary? I don't know on what level in D.C. it is, but if it's it's, uh, the District of Columbia, that's why. But anyway... Why would you want to put something like that in play? What's the benefit of doing that? Right? The benefit of putting that bill in play? For a child to be able to consent to having a vaccine. Right. right? So the parents can't say no. The parents can't say no. Right. And then ask, again, what's the age that they're talking about? And that's very important. Uh, as 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 young as 11. Right, but old as up until what they're eighteen. Well, eighteen would be a uh, no longer a minor. So oh, we're talking yeah. about pe- uh, people under the age of eighteen. People under the age of eighteen, but below what? Uh, I-, I saw the article said something around the age of eleven. I can look it up if you want. From like eleven to eighteen, something like that. Yeah, not ten, nine. I- I'm not. I-, I couldn't say for certain. Okay, so there's been cases where parents did not want to vaccinate their kids. And kids of that age and even younger are aware, right? They're aware of being sick. They know what it feels like to be sick. Um, they can, they, they're going to school, so they have a certain level of you know, knowledge of science because a lot of the stuff around vaccines is really basic science. It's not like high level, deep situations that we can get into. Indeed. So they have an awareness of that. Mm. They also 
they also have a certain level of autonomy, which most kids do, if not all kids, at least now, born in the last 10 years, highly autonomous little individuals running around. Mm -hmm. And there's something to a certain amount of consent that they have, mm. right? On and in terms of their own lives, right? Right. Um, maybe not everything, and I don't think it covers the jurisdiction of everything. But in terms of vaccines, which uh, are safe and don't really have a track record of harming people like that, to I don't see a big deal for a child to recognize that them taking a vaccine is safe and will protect them from certain diseases, hmm. especially in the face of a parent who disagrees, but the parent does not have to worry about catching the measles, mm -hmm. right? Or catching whooping cough, right? Or mm -hmm. catching a disease that can be prevented right. by taking a vaccine. And so I think when it, in terms of, and that child could die, right? Yeah. That child get mortally sick, mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. So also adding into that space where I ask about age, which is very important because there's children of a certain age who cannot be vaccinated, right? Whether mm -hmm. they want or not whether right. the parent into or not they can't be vaccinated right because they're too young correct right so that age piece is very is very important to kind of also put out there almost more important to put out there than that 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 bill exists itself wreck mm -hmm. so people can have full information about what that means and what that what a, a person who would write a bill like that the awareness that they have of the autonomy of children in America in 2020 mm. Right. Um, at the same time, too, I bring up the case of certain parents who wouldn't allow their kids to get vaccinated. Mm -hmm. um, and those kids, almost to the point they had to sue their parents. Right. Because they believe so strongly that, you know, their parents' decisions were putting them at risk. Okay. Right. And that goes not even for vaccines, that goes for domestic abuse yeah all people, types of issues parent kids have the right to call the police on their parents right right if the kids are if the parents are abusing them if they're recognizing that stuff like that mm -hmm. um, so i mean there's a there's a lot into that again well, well it doesn't it, that it, I think nothing to do with the actual vaccines themselves right and do with people's opinion about the state in the affair in their affairs Yes. And, and I think that's what's alarming about the vaccine, right? Because why is the state so, so gung ho about taking control of the human body? So what what I want to ask you is it doesn't alarm you that they're setting a precedent where the parents have no authority over their child. I mean, that would set a precedent that says that they could microchip your child potentially and do other things. Mm, they basically mm. have access to your child's body. That would set a legislative precedent. That doesn't alarm you? No. Um, I think that some parents, and they know this too, there's certain parents out there who know they don't want their kids. Right? And okay. if there was a to give their kids to the state, they would. And parents do it all the time. Sure. And they turn their kids over towards the state. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And they leave their kids to be raised by the state. Yeah. Yeah. Whether they do that actively through 
adoptions or just giving up rights or they do it through just becoming criminals right and yeah. getting letting the system take them out of their kids lives right or making decisions that get to get that get them taken out of their kids lives which is basically the same result the kid winds up being a ward of the state yeah so that's precedented right there's a whole system set up uh to intake kids that are thrown not necessarily thrown away because there's various reasons neglected why, right and i don't want to use neglected either just that parent that children are pushed out or the parent is separated from the child right. for very and all those reasons aren't nefarious all those reasons don't have nothing to do with neglect right. some people realize that the state would be a better place for their child okay happens all the time yeah um even parents who take and give their kids to grandma hmm. right parents who take their kids and give it to their sister parents hmm. who give the, the uh, 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 custody to a friend or something like that that's hmm. nothing yeah about that is no um i think again as as we get toward something like uh vaccines right that i don't see what maybe you're seeing or maybe mm. you're just asking a question on behalf of others but i don't see the people that will ask a question like that the logic in saying that this with this is protecting kids like the, the reverse this, this legislation is protecting kids is what oh, you're saying legislation is putting kids in harm's way right so mm. the we don't have this legis legislation in some way we're protecting kids by not allowing them to have vaccines mm. that logic doesn't make any sense to me mm. Mm. I, I, don't, I don't know i just feel like if you got the vaccine it should you know you, you you should feel safe right so if my kid gets infected and he doesn't have a vaccine and your kid catches it he had the vaccine he should be all right no well that's a that's an interesting way to approach it right and people have and people died like that okay. and the, the problem with that with that situation is is that yes i'm not worried about you Right. Given yeah. I'm not worried about you giving me something. OK. Right. I already know what the again, what vaccines do and what they don't do. OK. Right. Vaccine isn't necessarily protecting you from getting infected. Yeah. It's limiting the expression of the disease in your body. Right. 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 So, so if your child has the if you if my child doesn't get vaccinated, and he has the disease and your child's vaccinated. If my child were to infect your child and your child develops the disease, his body should be able to to ward it off because he's had the vaccine. Yes or no? No. And child's not going to experience right the full blown effects of having that 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 infection. Will the child be technically infected? Absolutely. Will the virus exist in its body? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But will the virus be able to repro reproduce and cause the disease? No, right? But that's not the case for your child. Right. Right? right. So your child might not, might the, and the school is safe. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about that. Okay. But you do got to worry about it at home, mm. grocery store, everywhere else sure. where you, who is who. Right. And children, adults. So like you. Like if you're not vaccinated with say measles and you go to say 
Williamsburg, New York, where the they Hasidic, had outbreak. The Hasidic community is able to religiously opt out in mass from taking the measles vaccine. Uh, the measles part of the measles virus particle can remain stationary in the air for two hours. Okay. Right. Mm. Highly infectious. Highly. And whether you're a child or an adult, if you catch the measles, you could die. Mm-hmm. Right. You mm. could go. You can have encephalitis, which is swelling of the brain. Um, of course, the rashes and the other aspects. Mm. Um, and just because, you know, and that, I'm I'm making it real because that's New York right now. Right. Right. That's right now, 2020 New York City. You're that close to catching measles. Yeah. You have vaccinated. Right. 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 But go other places around the world where, uh, for various reasons, the vaccination hasn't has been as hasn't penetrated certain communities at depth. Mm. And you can catch measles. Mm. You know, something that at one point was eradicated. Right. Mm. And. Say, well, why do I need to keep taking measles shots if it's eradicated? Mm-hmm. Because the airport is still open. Mm-hmm. Because you got folks who can religiously opt out of taking it, and you're going to come in contact with them because they're going to be on the same train as you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that piece about why should I be worried? Don't get me wrong. The people that are vaccinated ain't necessarily worried. Like we're not necessarily worried, right. but at the too. There is a certain empathy for children and certain adults who are submitting themselves to something that needs not to happen, that is proven safe, proven effective. Hmm. Um, and why would you risk your health like that? Why would you risk the health of your so, children? Like so let, let's let's talk about the measles, because when we're talking about the inceptions of the measles vaccine, mm-hmm. we're talking about uh, one out of every uh, 300,000 people actually contracted the measles. Do you think that number warrants the creation of a visa, of, of a vaccine? What do you mean one in 300,000? One in 300,000 people had, to, had had the measles when they uh, created the vaccine. How many people are in the world? That's uh, That was in America. Okay, how many people in America? Uh, I don't know how many people was at that time. Right, I don't, I don't know if that number is actually correct to that degree that it was only one oh it's correct it's correct that doesn't sound correct but anyway okay um again well what the, the question is the point is to, one in one in three hundred thousand warrant the creation of a vaccine let's leave it there okay. how many how many people in the world i don't know uh right now uh what is it eight billion going on eight how many people in the world at that time because that was an 80 what I don't know. I mean, it doesn't matter when you're talking about one in 300,000. Here's the kicker. You have airports. It's a, it's a ratio, right? One in 300,000 is a ratio. So the total amount really doesn't matter. It, it does matter. Because okay. you're acting as if America is a closed system. It's not. Right. Right. right? And while America might have one in 300,000 cases, you had other parts of the world at the same time where measles mm. are rampant, where you had millions of people dying every year right and three i think three million people were dying every year 
of the measles. So if we were going based upon 8 billion people, that's really not a lot though, right? What do you mean that's not a lot? I'll do the math on it. Three, three people? So here's the, here's the thing with-, with You people. say how many people? Three million? Let's do this per year. Let's do the stats real quick though. But that doesn't take any, those are the people that have just died. So we're not talking about all the other symptoms, right? Like encephalitis, all the other kind of aspects of measles that people contract who don't die, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, it's, it's not- like 0.00003% of people would, would have been affected by the measles. Is here's, the pro- here's the problem when people do what you just did. Okay. Statistics. Okay. Because Stalin, to quote another hideous white man, uh, Stalin, uh, you know, had this piece where, you know, a million people is just a statistic. Yeah. Just a million people on paper. That's nothing. Yeah. Right. But when you go out to the villages that have been raised and everybody's dead and there's these giant pit graves full of grandmothers and sons and daughters and nieces and nephews, the dogs, everybody's dead. Mm start to put a face and this is what anti-vax is fantastic at doing yeah they play the statistic game too but going the other way Uh, focus on the one case okay that one case is important right the horrible case of that kid right yeah who had a pre-existing condition who caught who got that live chicken pox thing and then blah 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 blah. right 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 adverse reaction that one kid Mm. 300 million Mm-hmm. And so the argument becomes we shouldn't vaccinate because of that one kid, mm-hmm. whatever, 300 million. So for you to say, right, we shouldn't vaccinate, right, because, you know, that one out of 300,000, you know, nah, we shouldn't do that. Yeah. Not taking into consideration that it's not just a number, like oh, yeah. that's some mama. Yes. Right? That's yes. somebody's daughter. Yeah? Yeah. That's an integral part of society. So you take COVID-19. It's just a number. It's just 250,000 people. Yeah. What's the quality of the lives of those 250,000 people? It's important. Yeah. You got the elders of communities, including the black community, people who were bodies of knowledge. Yeah. And talent, right? You yeah. got di- folks from all different kinds of experiences. Who are no longer able, teachers, doctors, who are no longer able to pass on those lessons and those traditions, which we, eh, but whatever with that. Right. Because learn that somewhere else. And I didn't really need my grandmother to teach me how to make dressing for Thanksgiving, right? I can just get that offline. <laughs> I think that type of callousness, mm. right? And to ex- you're worried about a child making a decision for himself to get a vaccine and you care about that, but you don't care about the other 12 million people. I'm glad, I'm glad you made that argument, right? I'm so glad you made that argument because let's flip it on the other side. Now one in 40 children that take vaccines is going to end up with an autoimmune disease and we justify the vaccine. Because we say, oh, it's just one in 40. Is that child that ends up with the autoimmune disease because of the uh, (laughs) vaccine life not important? Is that mama son not important? 
you, you let's focus on one in 40 receiving an autoimmune disease from getting a vaccine. Let's do it. That, that's not true. Okay. First. Tell me why. That's not true. Okay. Definitely not true. Okay. What's the, is, do, are you saying there's a different number or are you saying that nobody? Oh, I'm saying that most autoimmune diseases in and of themselves are congenital. Okay. Right? Genetic. Okay. You, they're not induced, right? By mm -hmm. some outside force. Mm -hmm. Like you're, you're born with that. Okay. To a certain degree. Mm. Again, to, to put what part of the vaccine are we talking about? Mm. 99% of what's in vaccines, you consume more of it just going into your kitchen. So that would be, if you just took off, if you just took the ingredients that were in vaccine, and you we can go, we can run through the whole gambit of them. And you took those ingredients and you said this ingredient these this menu of ingredients causes autoimmune disorders. Mm -hmm. Causes autism, it causes this, it causes that. Then that would mean every time you come in and any way you come into contact with those ingredients, that you would see autoimmune diseases. There's nothing special about a vaccine, so to speak. Okay. And it's, and it's and its application, how you get it, what's in it, is nothing special that you don't have existing in your kitchen or your bathroom or your car or at your gym, right? You come right. in with all kinds of particulates and different things that get in, into your body. Yeah. To your bloodstream, into your into into certain systems in your body. Yeah. You don't have immune disorders. So, so do, are you saying that there is no chance that the vaccines are causing autoimmune disorders? There is always a chance. Okay. Because the CDC conceded always. in federal court that it couldn't produce a single study to support that Hep B, PCV13, IPV, DTAP vaccinations mm -hmm. don't cause autism. They could not prove that they don't cause autism. Right. What, what, what case was this? What year? This is uh, March 2nd, 2020. Okay. So are you aware of the, are you calling autism an, an autoimmune disease? That's correct. Okay, cool. So do you know where that, when you say the CDC and federal court, do you know which court they're talking about? Do I know which court I'm talking about? A lot I, of could, I could send you the link. It says United States District, Southern District of New York. United right. States District Court. This is District Court, Southern District of New York. Right. And the CDC was the plaintiff or the defendant? Defendant. And who was the plaintiff? Informed Consent Action Network. I can. Okay, cool. What was the, where did the case land? Where did it sit? Uh, it, it landed at, they could not prove that their vaccines do not cause autism. Okay, so did they was there a, a, a judgment in favor of the plaintiff? I'm not sure. Okay, so, but they, they, there can be they, legally there's no liability, so there can't stop, be. Stop, stop, stop! Because now, now you're getting off into other pieces. Okay, so, all right, this. all right. 
So none of the plaintiffs were pharma, none of the defendants were pharmaceutical companies. It was the CDC, correct? The, the defendant is the CDC. Okay, so the CDC is not a pharmaceutical company, correct? That's correct. Okay. Well, uh, well, according to the uh, 1986 bill, um, yeah. the, the, the pharmaceutical companies have no liability. Into that. We're going to get into that. I know, but, but just so the, the viewers are aware, they, they can't be in court. They get into all that. Okay. Because right? right. that's the crux of another piece of the anti-vax argument. Right. Right, is the vaccine courts. Okay. Now, the vaccine courts, they weren't necessarily started in 86, but they were a product of that bill in 1986. The vaccine, the ch- vaccine child harm, I forgot the exact yeah. bill. Um, and that established the vaccine courts. Right. which established themselves in 1988 is when they really got working. But okay. the bill fixed, let's say, 87, they started to develop it. 88, they often running. The right. vaccine has been running since then. The autism case was initially brought to the vaccine courts. And I think this was in 2000. Okay. But the, the paper, Wakefield's paper in the Lancet was 1998. So just we got a few dates. Okay. Break down what the what that what the what that bill said, and why that bill was enacted. Why mm. was the bill enacted? Can I, do you know? No. Okay. So the bill was enacted because there were people bringing cases against pharmaceutical companies claiming harm for vaccines. Mm. Okay. Okay. And they were receiving judgments or pot- receiving judgments and potentially receiving judgments that would have uh, bankrupted these companies. Okay. Right? And so because of that, these companies not only made vaccines, they made everything. Yeah. So they made every, they made, they made the pills, they made the things that are uncontroversial. Like they made the saline solutions, right? Yeah, they yeah. Made, you know, so, which is basically salt water, yeah, right? Everything. Yeah, everything. All of these kind of medical devices and things and the vaccine, of that business is of those businesses actually somewhat small in comparison to the massive other things that they have going, right? Okay. And these vaccine cases were so massive in terms of the potential judgments and what these people were asking for. Right. That if you had a run, basically, a run, same way you have a run on a bank, mm-hmm. right? you have a run on judgments of that size. Yeah. And even if you settle, which is what a majority of cases are, they're settled. Right. Even the settlements, if you had a, a hundred, you take how many people got vaccinated, if you had 2% of those people bring those bring cases into court, uh, the, the that entire medical field would be bankrupt. Okay. That's in settlements and never agreeing to guilt. Never, you didn't have to prove any scientific this or that. It's just, let's just settle this so we can get back to business, right? Okay. This is on the court. This is a drain on the businesses. Let's just settle. That happens all the time, okay. right? Yeah. People settle all the time. Like, man, I don't know if he did it, but you know, and people settle. Right. right? Okay. So the bill was enacted to take liability, right, from those companies which produced basically the entirety of the modern healthcare system or antibiotics, pills, treatments, all that, even stuff that holistic doctors can agree with, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Like it, everything would be, these, these companies produce all this or they own the company that produces this and their subsidiaries and all of that good stuff. 
So that bill was like, look, the federal government was like, we'll take the liability, right? And put it on us. So okay. the liability doesn't go anywhere. It just goes to the federal government. Okay. And that's where you get the vaccine court. Mm-hmm. That. The vaccine court exists solely to hear and give compensation for vaccine harm cases. Right. Right. It shields the pharmaceutical industry and the medical device and all the whole, all the interconnected webs, right? From particularly those cases. Mm. Mm. Because those, again, like I said, because the judgments that were coming out were so large that if you had a, a run of those, the industry, the entire industry would be bankrupt. The government recognized that we need that industry. Mm. Right? We mm. need it. If mm. we don't have that, this, this country is going to collapse. Okay. A few details about the vaccine court, which a lot of brothers and sisters don't know. And I appreciate the brother Rissa Islam for bringing it up. And I didn't know until I talked to him. And then I realized that even he didn't know much about what he brought up. And it was, if you bring a case to the vaccine court, the vaccine court pays for your lawyer, also pays for all of your witnesses, including doctors and scientists and anybody that comes into court on your behalf. They pay them. They pay all of the court fees. So there's there's no uh, opportunity for you to say. Is this I'm, federal or state? This is a federal court. So right? after so after they leave state, we going straight federal. Okay. No 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 no. So when the when that bill dropped in '86. Well, I'm saying the, if if I have a problem with my child, I'm going straight federal. Is what you're saying with this case? Not going state, right? You're not going state. Going Do you know straight. why they don't go state? But, but hold on. Okay. Let's get what, uh, out the way, right? All right. You didn't know what, about what the vaccine court was. I, so, I knew. I just wanted you to answer the question. Okay. So <laughs> So All right. So let's get back to my point. No, you want to continue with the explanation of the vaccine court? You said No, cuz no because so I, I, would, I I don't I All right, so continue. Go ahead. Okay. Because so, it's it's the reason why I don't want to talk about vaccine court is because that's not why I brought up the court case. But go ahead. I mean, but you brought up a court case that relates to autism. I'm gonna get to why that case would be in SDNY and why it wouldn't be in vaccine court. Okay, great. So, vaccine court pays for all your court fees, your lawyers, everything, right? Um, the Eighty percent of the cases are settled, right? There's kind of three tiers of cases that are cases that are just thrown completely out because it's bullshit. There's cases where where they're middle. What now? I want to there's cases that are thrown out because they're bullshit. There are other cases that have a somewhat of an arguable kind of piece. You bring in certain experts, they present their cases. There's this. There's rarely an admission of of scientific guilt or anything like that. And there's certain settlements that take place. There's other cases which there's no contest that there was something wrong, that something happened, right? And that 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 layer of is very small, but it's also where most of the you you get like these cases where, yeah, we know, we know, and here's the check. The middle ground cases there's some fighting and some back and forth, and again most of those settle. Then you got the bottom kind of cases which are bullshit and they throw those out. The cases at the top, that top layer, 
the ones where we just kind of know, we both know that there's something we really just here to establish and get a check. Those normally, those payouts, they're normally from not the vaccine itself, but the way the vaccine was administered. So needle pricks, right? People who faint after getting the vaccine, right? Um, but not fainting anything to have to do with the actual chemical components of the vaccine, but just the way the vaccine was administered, right? So everybody's aware of people trying to find the vein when they need to put an IV and they might poke you eight times and what? Yeah, yeah. If you find it, you're good. Yeah. But like, yeah, you poke me nine times. So things like that, people sue on that and they win. Right. Right. The payouts are rather small, but they still win. Yeah. Uh, other cases is where there's a known understanding that uh, people may have been administered a, a, a live version of the vaccine when they shouldn't have. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so maybe like a child uh, who shouldn't have, who should not have had mm -hmm. a, say a live chicken pox vaccine, mm -hmm. like it had an adverse effect. Then it becomes, well, who's responsible for that? Right. Mm -hmm. Cause the child shouldn't have had it. Right. Um, other cases in that realm where there's, people who had a pre-existing condition again and kind of got it. Um, and maybe there was a, a miscommunication or mislabeling of things of that nature, very technical things that we all can agree. Like that was wrong. Y'all need to pay due. Right. Right. The majority of the cases are on that cloudy middle ground. And some of it is you filibuster. You just go in and you, you drag and drag and drag and drag this case out um, to the, to the point where the, the, they're not called judges. It's called the special master. Mm. So there's no judges. There's no jury. Mm -hmm. um, it's just a special master. Yeah. Um, the special master is appointed, but from another group of judges in a different circuit, out of, out of a different group of courts. And I think that ten years on the court, or the ten year special master is like four years or something like that. Mm -hmm. So it rotates. Um, and so you have certain folks that filibuster. They're just going in. They just I got a thousand witnesses and a thousand this and a thousand that. Those are your groups. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like you mentioned, the anti-vaccine groups and people. You know, we're gonna get a hundred doctors to come in and talk about this and that. Da, 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 da. And at a certain point, it's just such a drain on the court. It's like, man, just get this dude a half a million so we can go to the next case. It's it's uh, it's my understanding that when they go to the vaccine court, yeah, that they can only be rewarded if it has to do with the actual components of the virus and not injuries and abuses. You're saying that's not true? That's not true. Okay. That's a misunderstanding of the court. Okay. Uh, court takes into consideration every aspect of a vaccine, right? From its, from its admissions, its ingredients to every, to everything. The court itself to go back, it pays out these, so it'll pay you half a million, right? For mm -hmm. your, just to unclog the court. 250,000. Right. 250,000. That's the limit. Some people got half a million. There's some There's some other payouts. There's a list of it there, yeah. right? So, and that money from the court, do you know where it comes from? Taxpayers. What taxpayers? Uh, How? Very important. I don't know. Tell me. Educate me. So the money, the, 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 again, vaccine courts pays all the court fees, mm -hmm. pays all the attorneys, pays all the special witnesses, mm -hmm. all of that, yeah. pays all 
compensation when it's compensation due pays all that. As a vaccine injury budget, right? It gets the money from, there's a 75 cent tax on every dose of vaccine. Okay. 75% of that tax goes into fund the trust fund, which, which runs the, the vaccine court. I think it's about $4 billion. Okay. In the, in the accounts of the vaccine court. Right. To, right. So that, that's where the money actually comes from. It doesn't necessarily come from federal income taxes, state income taxes. It comes from the 75, 75 cent off each dose of vaccine, whether it's made by Pfizer, Merck, or whomever. That's how it was funded. Um, and that's where those payouts come from. So they're really paying. None, so, so, so you're saying that that fund is solely comprised of that, that tax? Yes. Okay. That's, that's interesting. That's interesting. Uh, All right. So now, can, we get, can we back? Get, get, Oh, hold on, because this the vaccine code is very important. Okay. Okay, I know, but this is what it takes when you when it's complex situations. It requires a lot of, you know, really yeah, research. Yeah, walk us through it. Certain soft facts that people may overlook. Okay. Vaccine court, of course, heard all of the vaccine related autism cases as well, right? Mm-hmm. That report that was written, the paper that was published in the Lancet, a little thing about papers. Anybody can publish a paper, right? Any, right? The thing with papers is peer review. That's what's important. Okay. The public part doesn't matter. Mm. What really matters is the peer review, mm. right? Other scientists in your field going back and redoing your experiments, going back over your data and trying to replicate the things that you did. Mm. That's what's important. Wait, you said paper. on you said on that that tax on the vaccine, yeah. Right? So I guess the purchaser of the vaccine has to pay that tax. Yeah, seventy-five cents. Who's yeah. the purchaser of that vaccine? Whomever. So let's say I go into my doctor and my insurance. Yeah. He charges you for. So so, you, so so basically everybody who participates in the vaccine system is paying for other people's liabilities. Other people's situation. Okay. They, all right. I just want to clear that up. All right. Fantastic. Right. And there's so much fraud in the vaccine court because you can bring anybody in that you want and they're guaranteed to get paid. So any doctor who's pushing an anti-vax piece and has a clinic who says that he can speak to why this hurts somebody can come and testify for eight hours and get paid, every, you know, $20,000. Shit, I need to go get paid. <laughs> yeah. uh, even if you take the vaccine and you 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 can go in and be like, oh man, I hurt my arm. You can take the vaccine court and get you a quick 5,000. So quick, come up. So that's how it's funded. But back to this study about the Lancet and autism. Right. So the brother, I think his name was Wakefield is his last name. If I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken, he publishes this paper in 1998. He's from London. He's not from America. Just right. so we're clear. UK. Uh, he publishes this paper in the Lancet, a journal that some people never even heard of until he publishes that paper in it. Right. right. Most late. Right. Uh, most of the general public. Right. So when he publishes this paper, of course, it becomes. Right. Um, because people want to know why their child has autism. Yeah. And this guy gives you something that, you know, vaccines have a very controversial history, even from when they first began back two, 300 years ago. Right. So, ah, here we go. The magic bullet. Right. When I gave my child that vaccine that had the thimerosal or whatever it was in it, that gave my, my child autism. Okay. So, People use that paper. Now, mind you, before 1998, before that paper was published, there were no vaccine causes autism cases in the vaccine court. 
by that by, by that time the vaccine court had been in existence since about 1988. Mm-hmm. So about 10 years. Okay. Never been. Right. Right. Brought before the court, but there have been cases brought in for all kinds of other shit, but yeah. never really autism. Yeah. Right. Once this paper is studied, once this paper is published, you get a wave of cases that come through the vaccine court. Okay. From all over the place. Yeah. All different kinds of reasons. Yeah. The case, there were so many cases that the vaccine court bundled them all into one case. Okay. It was called, vaccine, it was called the autism omnibus case or something like that. And they, they processed this case for three years. I think it went into court in like 2000 or something like that, or maybe 99 or something, something in that, in that frame. I apologize for not having the exact dates, but within no, that's that, right, great. you have the paper in 98, excuse me, you have the paper. This is all great information, by the way. Then a couple years, you know, it's circulating. Then you get a wave of cases coming into the vaccine court right. claiming vaccines have caught autism. So the court, the court bundles all these cases together, mm-hmm. right? And it study, it just it goes in studies. It takes three years, mm. right? There were over nine hundred reports submitted mm. for that for that alone. Nine hundred. Um. The conclusion was that every single claim was thrown out. Okay. Right. And to this day, the vaccine court will only hear, this is important about what you bring up. Vaccine court will only hear cases that deal with vaccine and all, they still will. They're not saying they're not gonna hear anymore, but only with new evidence. Like you have to bring a new piece of evidence that had that hasn't already been submitted. Now, mind you, nine hundred, right? Different reports and, and things that were kind of thrown in at this case, mm. and all of them were thrown out. If you want to bring a new case as it relates to autism back into the vaccine court, it has to be new evidence. Mm-hmm. Been a case brought back in front of the vaccine court since then. Mm-hmm. So. The case, while I believe that you would have that case exist, I'm not knocking the existence of it, is that you can't go back in front of the vaccine court with that. Mm-hmm. And people can find ways, lawyers are very slick, which I'm sure you're aware of. Oh, yeah. Uh, all kinds of ways to get things in front of judges. Yeah. Right? Motions and things like that. And, and judges, to a certain degree, can be very, very, they may not believe in vaccines. Mm-hmm. And judges will allow if you give the right motions, right? If you have the right arguments, even if it's not to win the case, to at least for the motion to be heard, right? And if the lawyers that are fighting on the other side, if they're not able to present an opposing motion as to why this should be quashed or why this shouldn't be heard, it will go through. Mm. And you can get real deep into the process, right? If the lawyers don't know what they're doing versus lawyers who really do. That's not the case in vaccine court. Mm. Those, that's all they do. Mm. So, New York Hills hears dope cases. Uh, they hear criminal uh, white collar crime cases. They hear SEC cases. They hear cases from all over the world, all over the board, all over the spectrum, not all over the world. Vaccine court, they only hear one kind of case, vaccine mm. case, right? So I'm not underestimating the power and the craftiness of the anti-vax movement 
to arm lawyers and understand where they can fight and can be heard and where they can't. Yeah. But it really matter if you can't get it in front of the vaccine court. Right. Right. So, you know, I think the point of my statement was the fact that the CDC has admitted that they can't prove that these vaccinations do not cause autism. This is right. just plain fact, right? Um, yeah. And, and I think you're alluding to the fact that I think you've already admitted that there is some potential that no. auto, there is no potential that they could. There's there's no connect collection. There's no correlation or causation that vaccines call autism. Right. No, no. Autoimmune deficiencies. Autoimmune diseases is a range of things. Yes, it is. Range. Yeah, it's a wide range, too. Range of and things. We, yeah, yeah. Ability the mathematical possibility that you could come in with a certain set of factors, right? And issues mm. that could trigger something that's latent. The vaccine could. That's yeah, exactly that you already have this in you. There's, so there's something, there's something in me that if I'm administered the vaccine could might trigger and auto. Might express it, but you already have it. Okay. Right? But so, the vaccine triggered it or no? The vaccine potentially could have triggered it. Okay. There's a possibility that it could have, right? Right. But that's very, 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 very unlikely. How unlikely? Can you put a number to it? Is it one in 40? I said eight varies. So one in eight? Eight varies, right? Very, 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 very rare. Very, very point zero 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 zero. Like how much you pay for a stream Spotify? So, so that was the argument you made when we were talking about the measles vaccine, where you said, you know, just because it's rare that somebody could have measles vaccine, we shouldn't overlook that child. So here we are. There's a potential that children who come in with something predisposed that the vaccine triggers. We're right. saying that we don't care about that child because it's very, 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 very rare. I'm just trying to understand. But be clear, you're bundling autism with all these other autoimmune diseases. Autism is an autoimmune disease. Right. But vaccines, for sure, without a shadow of a doubt, mm -hmm. do not cause autism. Okay, what study is that based upon? They don't trigger autism. What study is that based most, upon? most recent study that I've been privy to was a study done by JAMA. Okay. J-A-M-A. Okay where they did a, and this is very recent, they did, a, they did a study where they went back and they saw all the people who had these kind of claims of cases that, vac that vaccines call autism. They did a retroactive study into their family history to find if anybody in their family history had autism that hadn't been vaccinated. Hmm. You know what they found? What's that? Every case has somebody in that family who wasn't vaccinated who had autism. Mm. To confirm the, the genealogical aspect of autism. Okay. Also, also, there was a study done. I can't I can't remember the as accurately as the, the, the body that conducted this study. Okay. But the result is it it's a very simple study. Mm. And that once thimerosal was because that was what was kind of being accused of giving these kids autism. Yeah. 
it was taken out. And in some cases, it wasn't in it in the first place. Yeah. Is that. Yeah. But since thimerosal has been uh, removed from certain things, or I think it was uh, was it thimerosal or aluminum, mm-hmm. one, of the, one of the materials that was claimed to give people autism, yeah. it was removed totally from vaccines. Mm. The expectation would have been what? This thing causes autism, okay? Mm-hmm. Take it out of every single vaccine that's given to children. Mm-hmm. What was going? What should happen? Shouldn't cause autism, right? Autism. The rates of autism did not change. Okay. So it removed again, yet again, and this is multiple studies that went back mm. and did everything that Doctor Wakefield did in his study. Mm. Never he would. They were never able to replicate it ever in any situation, in any capacity. Okay. So the, there is no link, period, between vaccines and autism. Or, now- or, or A link between vaccines and autoimmune. No, you see, vaccines- Okay, you're, just, you're saying are, no link between that and autism. Okay, right, okay. Cool. All right. Now we can get to autoimmune diseases. Okay. There's a ton of autoimmune diseases. Right. Now it's out of my depth, right, to say, that there's a 0% chance, as strongly as, as I can say and stand on autism, because I'm thoroughly in my depth, to say there's a 0% chance, right, that autism, that vaccines are vaccines cause autism. Right. Now, when we the rest of the body of immune immune disease, which is a range of things, oh, yeah. autoimmune diseases, yeah. I'm not in my depth to say that there's a 0% chance that those vaccines don't have some effect or some causal relationship between the expression of certain autoimmune diseases in certain children, mm, right? Mm. Now, if you want to run with that, fine. But I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. But most people don't run with that. Okay. Most people run with autism. Right. Once autism gets taken off the table, they go back to, well, what about this? And what about that? Yeah. And what about this? And unfortunately, there's so many autoimmune diseases that you can do that for the next 30 years because yeah. the time that is going to take to actually conduct the studies to go through each and every single autoimmune disease, each and every single vaccine, conjugate vaccine, all of the different materials, all of the different contexts, the pre the pre-existing conditions, the new the new kind of conditions which are arising out, all of these things. And you can have that conversation again for the next 30, 40, 50, 100 years. Yeah. Right? And you would be valid. Yeah. But when it comes to autism, you're not. Okay. Well, I mean, autism has increased by 200% since 2014. So are you saying that is attributed to maybe the growth in population or something else? Like, what could we attribute that growth? That That's a big growth, too. I mean, you can answer your own questions on okay. that one. Is, could that be due to population growth, that there's more people now than there was in 2014? Maybe. Mm. Exponentially more? Maybe. Mm. Maybe. How about also that at one point in time, there was no such thing as ADHD? Right. Nothing. Right. There you no such thing as ADHD. Yeah. But then when it becomes that ADHD becomes a diagnosable term, ADHD is Everywhere. everywhere. And right, they, and they come up with medications for it out the wazoo. Right, all over the place. Yeah, now you ADHD. Ah, oh, now I can give them a pill. Right. Yeah, that's the pharmaceutical industry. Same pharmaceutical <laughs> industry. The parents 
who don't know how to control their kids, which is valid. Uh-huh. And that consent aspect, you know, like you, the kid. Yeah. Right? Kids been doing whatever they want for a very long time. Right. Certain, yeah. FYI. Yeah. Parents who don't know how to control their kids, mm-hmm. now, guess what they got? They got yeah. a weapon. They got ADHD. Mm. I can say to my kid is ADHD, go take him into the therapist, get him diagnosed, and now I can get this little motherfucker some Ritalin. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now I can give him a pill that's going to have him sitting up, looking into the universe, looking into the layers of the universe, completely <laughs> out, but at least he ain't running all around the goddamn house. Yeah, yeah. So... Everybody benefited from that. Mm. Pharmaceutical companies were like, great, we got this thing that we had for a long time. We didn't know what to do with it. We know it just calmed people down. And then all of a sudden, parents like, this little bad motherfucker, I can't wait to whoop his, right? And they say, oh, maybe your child has ADHD. There's yeah. this new child that established this thing called ADHD, and now your child has it. I was like, wow, I didn't know about that, right? <laughs> parents parents went for it. Uh. Blame the pharmaceutical. You can blame the pharmaceutical companies a little bit, but you also got to look at who was actually di- taking these kids to the doctor and getting them diagnosed. It was their motherfucking father and their mother. Because <laughs> guess what? They didn't have the rights to consent to go get to go to the doctor by themselves. Right. All right. So let's talk about the uh, swine flu fake outbreak of 1976 which i'm sure you're probably familiar with right no i'm not i'm not i'm not familiar with that so i'm gonna I'm go on your education all right so uh a soldier at fort dix comes out with swine flu right um and uh a couple of other soldiers you know come down with the same thing and the united states government planned- then 11 of them die on the base uh possibly Possibly. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Go ahead. Yeah. So um, the United States government decides to do this mass vaccination program. Yeah. I'm fully aware of this. Yeah. And 20 percent of the population did get the vaccine. Mm. Turns out that uh, the vaccine was wholly ineffective. Mm. But there was hundreds of people that came down with an autoimmune disease. With a Gee Bear? I think it was Gee Bear. Yeah. They came down with Gee Bear syndrome. Okay. Yeah. Directly related to this vaccine. Hundreds of people. How so so what is your response to that? that like, they like, are, isn't that isn't that isn't that neglect of the government? Oh, no, my response is that they already had it. And they never got tested for Gee Bear syndrome. That's my response. <laughs> as as most of them are. Like they find out, even if you, even if you take, we're going to get to that. I want to stay there and, and piece that part apart, piece that, piece that apart, piece that apart. But let's bring it back to today, right? There's a lot of people who caught COVID-19 who didn't know that they had diabetes, right? right. They didn't know that they had a compromised immune system. Right. It took coronavirus to cause their body, which was maintaining the immune system was maintaining. Remember, diabetes is an autoimmune disease. Yeah. Your body was maintaining the homeostasis required to keep diabetes at bay. Yeah. When you get coronavirus, now you now that your immune system is paying attention to this new thing. Mm-hmm. That old thing that you always had but didn't know you had. Yeah. Now, while the attention of the immune system is over here, 
it's going crazy. So you get people who already had these things but were never diagnosed. Why were they never diagnosed? Because the public health system, right? Whatever, yeah. black black disenfranchisement, uh, bad bedside manner, um, them just not wanting to come to terms with the fact. Yeah. Never going tested for it. People don't go to the hospital at all. Yeah. Right? So you had a bunch of people because of COVID all kinds of things and pre pre uh pre-existing uh, conditions. Conditions started to flare up. Yeah. And right? Understand most of us has viruses in us right now. Yes. All kinds right? People who've never been vaccinated, right? right? All kinds of viruses in them from yeah. certain food certain interactions that they have, mm -hmm. but the viruses don't express themselves because your immune system is able to keep the clamps down because you got the virus in a dose, a small enough dose that it wasn't enough to tr like trigger its the, the disease itself to express itself, yeah. right? But enough to kind of stay below the radar and for your, your immune system to kind of take care of and handle versus if a nigga just sneezed all in your face and licked you on the mouth, <laughs> right, you would have a full dose. Right. But because you kind of train and got one particle of this and it was, you know, just there, but it's not going to, it's not enough to express itself. Right. Yeah. So you got folks going into certain situations like catching COVID-19, yeah. not, not realizing that they themselves had these conditions mm. and COVID created an environment in their body for those conditions to express themselves fully. Okay. So response initially to what you just said was I'm, I'm my, my money is on, that you had folks who had already had it. And yeah. even to this point, there's folks who have Gibeah disease yeah. who are not supposed to get vaccinated. Okay. They have it. They may not have it to the point where it's crippling or it's the, to the point where it makes them inactive or whatever. Yeah. But if they have history of that, they're not supposed to get vaccinated. Yeah. Right? So that's my take on it. If so you have had it, receive that vaccine. Right. And whether it was a live vaccine or whatever the situation may be. Yeah. And it action. Right. And it took the attention of the immune system to focus on building antibodies to fight this. But and now it's taken away from maintaining whatever this is, which is what your immune system is supposed to do. It's supposed to keep you in homeostasis. Yeah, right. Right. Not. No. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. So when your but immune my... system that other things that it was keeping suppressed yeah. now at loose. Well, my, my problem is, my problem with that is Gilbert is about paralysis. Mm -hmm. So had the person previously had this, I'm sure they would have known because they'd be paralyzed. Right. But it's the vaccine that triggered this paralysis in these people. Okay. So what is that? What are you saying? That there's a link between autoimmune disease and the administration of vaccines. Okay. Okay. Good. I just, I just, I'm glad, I'm glad you're, you're with me on that. No, I don't agree with you, but I'm with you. I just kind of explained okay. what that situation would look like. But again, to create that auto, that the, that the vaccine gave them Gibeah disease is different. It triggered, it triggered a reaction in their body. What you're saying is the, the when they received the vaccine, it triggered a reaction in a body to manifest that inherent Gilbert right. disease. Because they want injected, what you the way you're placing it is you're you're saying that. No, I, I get what you're saying. It, what I just said was correct, right? And that they were injecting people with Gibeah disease. No, 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 no. When you when you say I'm going over, I'm, I'm going through your logic, right? Your logic, decisions, right? 
Now I'm going through your logic. I like your logic. Your logic sounds great, right? So what you're saying is that the Gilbert disease is inherent within the person. They receive yes. this vaccination and something in the immune system triggers Gilbert disease and says, hey, look, you're, power, you're paralyzed now, right? Yes. To which I would say, well, maybe we shouldn't get everybody a vaccine until we understand what they have in their body. Exactly. Okay. All right. Beautiful. I'm, I'm with you on this. And the vaccine companies say the same thing. Okay. It's part of when you come in and take it, they give you a checklist and they say, do you have this? Do you have that? Do you have this? Do you have that? And if you say, yes, I have this, they won't give you a vaccine. Right. This is new though. This is Just new a, though. No, this isn't new. Oh, this isn't new. No, none of this is new. Like, okay. there's a certain level of, with the big pharma companies that are supposedly the devil, right? They actually have like, if you have this, do not take this. Right. Or if you have this, take this, but make sure you take this too. Right. So, so I guess everybody should go in and get tested for inherent autoimmune diseases since the vaccines could trigger it. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. This is great information. We're finding middle ground here. It's very basic health information that people don't do. Right. So right. most people don't know what's going on in their bodies. Right. And for the most part, again, I'll say this, for the most part, nobody's being injected, right, with the disease that they say the vaccine is causing. Understand that? So nobody's injecting yes. people with autism. Nobody's injecting people with Gibeah disease. Nobody no. or with XYZ, right? No, I think the art, uh, I, I believe what the argument is, is that uh, the vaccines are skipping a major part of the immune system, right? The, the vaccines go directly to the adaptive system and skips over the innate and interferon system. Mm, and mm. it's going out of order, right? Because that's exactly what the vaccine does. It goes straight to the adaptive immune system. Well, well, that's, I mean, that's somewhat of a... a the, the, model, the model of the immune system that the vaccine industry is predicated upon is basically a, a, a two-piece model. You have the NA immune system and the adaptive immune system. Right. Some things that they don't take into consideration is something like the gut-brain axes, where the gut communicates with the brain and so on and so forth. Right. Uh, they're not compensated for things like the lymphatic system. So they're going off this very basic linear oh. model of the immune system, where the immune system is actually way more intricate than that. And there's a lot of different pieces whoa. that are moving. Whoa, whoa. maybe. Right, you, you, that's a that's a big assumption to what, say. What's, what's maybe to say that uh, specialists and scientists and researchers and doctors and physiologists and people who are who are intimately um, uh, connected to studying the immune system and all of its parts and the consequences and things like that to say that they're only operating off two aspects of the body is is a little. The vaccine industry is operating off of that immune system model. I don't buy that. I don't buy that the vaccine industry, which is made up of doctors and scientists and researchers and specialists and in collaboration with universities, as we can see, even with COVID-19, this being at Oxford University and different, you know, there's aspects to it, which isn't just a dude in a suit walking in the lab. Yeah. I mean, you got like University of Cali Davis makes millions off of vaccines. So, yeah, I mean, there's an incentive for the universities to be involved. But those research, those universities, it isn't like the janitor. 
that's in there mixing it up. It's an actual researcher who probably is at the university because he or she teaches virology. Sure. Like there isn't like just some random business dude leaving a business meeting going into the lab. No, that's not no, no, absolutely not. So, um, I don't believe that that's the case. It sounds cool that they're only operating off two aspects of the immune well, system. All right. Well, let's stick to the main point that I was trying to say was the fact that the vaccine goes directly to the adaptive part of the immune system, right? So it skips over the innate system and the interferon system. And and, and that is what the so-called anti-vaxxers uh, are predicating their stance on. They're saying that this is what's causing, causing autoimmune disease because you're entering the immune system out of order. I mean, that sounds good. Um, and, and it sounds like an argument that would be constructed once everything else was kind of ripped apart, which is what happens. Um, and it's people who come with, you know, they got beat in court. They got literally got beat in vaccine court. So now they have to go back and reframe their argument and find a scientist and a, and a data set that kind of proves or speaks to what they're talking about. And then it becomes, well, they're skipping steps. The vaccine is skipping steps. And then you kind of got to prove that that's how the body actually works um in all conditions and all capacities and i don't really see that necessarily being the case um just from me hearing it from you that doesn't sound like how it would actually go down especially in relationship to how we normally operate as human beings yeah what now the, I, just to give you a, a reference for that information that will come from dr shiva who is dr shiva um uh, the inventor of email okay that's his research. He he basically builds systems. Um, he works with pharmaceutical industries. He works with the 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 the, the, the big pharma industry and uh, right. MIT graduate. Very very smart Indian individual. Uh, okay. That's his research uh, into vaccines and and his right. research into understanding the immune system. Right, but so vaccines cause autoimmune diseases because they jump they skip over aspects of the immune system and that's why. Right. Yeah, I don't believe that. What I do believe, though, is that the immune system is all over your body and that viruses are all over your body. Like they can pull blood from your feet and you'll have viruses in your feet. Right. It isn't just concentrated to one aspect of the body. And to say that one aspect of the body uh, should be what's involved in the process when the vaccine takes over every aspect of your body uh, or the virus it takes over every aspect of your body. Um, but something, because we're dodging the gut brain or whatever it's called. That's not uh, what I said, but go ahead. I own situation, but I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm break, I'm processing what you're saying yeah. and going into like, well, it's skipping steps first. How is that possible? Um, I don't even see how that's, well, I think that's the difference between that's like, that's, the, that's the difference between vaccination and variolation. See, variolation you don't skip steps with vaccination you do. I, I'm I, I've never heard that word before ever. So can you define? I, so so uh, variolation would go back to, um, for example, uh, if you study vaccines, you would have to know the name uh, Edward Jenner and Edward Jenner. Uh, was dealing with the smallpox vaccine. Yes. It took, uh, you know, some cow pus from Blossom. and But the technique he used was variolation. And basically what they do is they 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 cut your skin 
and then they place some of the pus on your skin. Yeah. It's not as intrusive as, say, a vaccination. So the process between variolation, which is very ancient, this is what they practiced uh, in India and Asia, uh, variolation, Europe creates Ver- vaccination. Wait wait, 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 versus injection? Versus uh, vaccination, yes. Okay, so that's the exact, those are the same thing. Um, just so we're clear, like the same processes and the same steps that I don't know, Dr. Shiva says are being skipped. Um, anything you induce into the bloodstream or into the muscle, into the tissue is the same thing, right? Um, maybe for a vac, maybe for an no, injection. No, no, no. It's the, it's the, it's the, you see the difference is with Edward Jenner is he's taking a piece of this cow pus because he found yeah. out that. You know, you can when treat it, smallpox with with the, the cowpox, right? Who milk the cows? So that, right. So uh, yes. so when he takes a piece of the pus, mm-hmm. right? He has like the original thing not modified in the lab. The difference between that and modern uh, vaccination is these things are bioengineered to skip to skip steps of the immune system to go directly to the adaptive immune system. Okay, so the piece with the brother Jenna or and the the, the smallpox industry, uh, vaccine industry, was that it was very much so unregulated. So you had people once they discovered that it was real, they was doing all kinds of shit, right? With cow pus, right? Uh, different ways that they pulled it out of the cows, right? Different ways it was administered to folks, right? So there was a range of things, right? What you get in 1902 or 1903, um, you get a body which regulates that process, yes. right? Um, and even things like, uh, is it diphtheria is another great example okay. of that. Um, of you had people doing, cause it was made, the, the, the diphtheria antitoxin was made in the blood of horses, Yeah. right? So you had to inject horses with the diphtheria, they would produce this, this, this antitoxin. You would take that antitoxin from the, and, pull it out of the blood of the horses and then you would inject that into people or in, in whichever way you were. There's, yeah. there's always, there's various delivery systems to give people vaccines. There's vaccines that you get squirted up your nose, uh-huh. right? You can get a vaccine where you can get it and it flirts. That, that, that was, yeah, that was one of the origins. Yeah. Right. So there's various ways, but at the end of the day, it's all about getting those things into your body, right? In the most effective manner. Um, and again, even if it is skipping steps, like you said, or like Dr. Shiva says, um, even if it's still skipping steps, it works. Now, if vaccines didn't work, right? If the if the data and the research showed that it was killing millions of people and causing all type of crazy diseases in, in, in large sectors of the population, then I'm with you. Yeah. Maybe skip steps. I, I believe all of science would be with you that you shouldn't skip steps. Yeah. But if steps are being skipped. But even with that said, if that process, the conclusion that we face today with all of the data and the research that we have as it relates to vaccines and how they're given to folks, if if injecting carried the, all of the consequence that is purported to have, then we wouldn't do it. I guarantee you. Just the same way we don't bleed people anymore or give people leeches or take, you know, like... You know, we rarely give people lobotomies and, and other kind of techniques and tactics yeah. you know, to solve certain issues and problems yeah. because that shit uh, kind of don't work. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, you know, the funny thing about Edward Jenner is, is his son came down with uh, a mental, uh, I would, let's, you know, to be politically correct, turned out to be mentally challenged. And he did a lot of experiments on him. And that mm-hmm. kid turned out to be mentally challenged, died at the age of 21. And uh-huh. Edward Jenner, uh, the so-called father of vaccines, uh, later said that he would not vaccinate his other son and, and chose not to. Right. Um, so I just find that to be. Uh, what, else, what else happened with Edward Jenner is that uh, when 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 people found out what he did, he was ostracized from the community. Yes. I'm a monster. Um, they said what he was doing was terrible. Right. Uh, thought it was gross. Yeah. They thought it was uh, backwards that he would be doing that and doing something so nasty. Um, and so, you know, I could see that he wouldn't want to vaccinate his other kids if the price that he paid for, you know, uh, testing on his son and basically eradicating and saving millions and millions and hundreds of millions of lives um, is that he was ostracized from his community and people he loved and stuff like that. I would kind of make the decision not to do that shit either. And well, I think- well, the 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 the, the counter argument is that the smallpox vaccine actually didn't eradicate smallpox. Uh, cleanliness uh, actually eradicated because they were looking at the stats of smallpox. Don't ask me to quote them because I don't know them. But the rate of smallpox was declining before the administration of the vaccine. But I think it's it's important to say that he decided not to vaccinate his his other son, the last mm-hmm. son, not because of the reason that you purported, but mm-hmm. strictly because he saw what the vaccine did to his first son. Oh, so your proportion is 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 more valid than mine. Well, I'm so going based upon what Ed, Edward Jenner said. That he wouldn't do it because he didn't want to give his son mental illness. Because he was afraid it could hurt his son like his other son. Okay, cool. Um, so I mean, out of the out of the horse's mouth, so to speak. So who am I to speak? <laughs> uh, your point about cleanliness and hygienics, um, that's not true. Uh, there's there's very clean spaces in the world that vac- viruses thrive in and bacteria thrive in, right? That doesn't, you have bacteria on you right now. Um, actually, it's the opposite, which kind of is true that we're so clean that we've, uh, we've allowed ourselves, uh, we've taken away um, certain parasitic and symbiotic relationships that we have with certain organisms, which actually kept us safe. That's one of the reasons why they say that the uh, vaccine, potentially the virus in Africa, isn't as spreading as heavily um, because they're so related to other pathogens and, and kind of uh, unhygienic spaces, as we want to use a Western term to kind of you know project onto these people. I don't necessarily say that, but people actually believe that because children um, aren't as dirty as they used to be, that they actually are more susceptible to more diseases and more issues. And that because of that, you eat now, now more than ever, you need vaccines to take the place of that dirtiness that they would normally catch if they were just out there in the field. But at the same time, too, uh, millions and millions and millions and millions and millions and hundreds of millions of kids um, were able to live full, complete lives. You're saying we saying you're saying that we should have been more exposed because of the work of Dr. Edward Jenner um, and others mm. uh, who sacrificed and did the things that they did. Um, and may not even knew the outcomes of what they were doing. Again, his observations were based mostly on folk science. Yeah, he just noticed that the women who milked cows who had cowpox didn't develop smallpox. Right. Noticed. 
right? Now, again, he's operating in the 1700s, um, a period of time where, like you said, uh, it was a dirty time, right? <laughs> People didn't even take baths because they thought water was dangerous, right? Yes. Um, there's all kinds of other things that were happening in the 1700s that people did or did not do. And I could go as far as to say, like, yes, maybe the smallpox situation gave his son mental illness, but I can give you a hundred other things that were going down in the 1700s, which also may have gave his son mental illness. But since he wasn't necessarily a scientist or a clinician with any real type of laboratory, you know, moxie, uh, maybe he didn't know that there was other things that were going on. But again, like I said, you know, the, the good doctor out of his out of his mouth uh, spoke that that was his so, reason. So it, it seemed like you just made uh, a case for us not to be locked down. You said we've entered a time period where we are too clean and we need to be exposed to some of these things to build an immunity, but you're yeah. pro-lockdown. So it seems like those two things compete, those two thoughts compete with each other. Am I incorrect in that statement? Correct me if I'm wrong. Because first, we're not locked down. No, you, you, no. I said you were pro locked. I didn't say we are locked down. I said you were pro. You were pro locked down, but you so made first, a case that we should be exposed to some so, of these particles. Again, so first, incorrect. We're not locked down. So whether I'm pro or against, there is no lockdown. First, there's that. I didn't say we were locked down. But you should have, right? But and I didn't. But I didn't. But I right. didn't. I, I said. I said. Loop. I'll repeat it again. Lupe is pro lockdown, right? Lupe. To your point, right? There needs to be a certain level of controlled exposure, which is what vaccines do. Now, I remind you, I remind you what I just said, right? That vaccines take the place of that exposure, and vaccines are very much so controlled, right? And okay. what that is and the amounts that you're exposed to, right? Now, I don't believe that that's necessarily the case that you need to go just jump in the goddamn East River butt naked, right? With a with a with with an open wound, right? To 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 vaccinate, protect yourself from the ills of New York City. Yeah. I would never do that. And somewhat of a controlled environment and a controlled situation, you will be exposed to it. And it's best for you to be exposed to it in a space where it's a vaccine versus being just nakedly exposed to coronavirus, just going out there and jumping on a train because you're tired of staying in the house. Yeah. And, and right now there is no vaccine to take. Right. So there is no control to take. So in the meantime, where there is no controlled exposure, right, you should stay your ass at the crib if you don't need to go out. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Right. So uh, some things you spoke about in, re in response to COVID-19 were like social distance, wear a mask, and stay your ass in the house, right? Um, yeah. What I saw exempt from that was how to build immune health. And I saw that exempt from the speech of the CDC, would right. you add some of that speech to your to your rhetoric? I already did. Okay, so that's beautiful. One, one of the key things that I was pushing and what people were noticing, and this this has sort of kind of just being studied, but I think people were more focused on the vaccine versus treatments or building up the immune system. I think people know what you need to do to kind of keep your immune system. Don't drink motor oil, my guy. <laughs> Like that, right? Like basic things. One of the things that, that may have been missing, which is super important, and maybe has to do more so with diet deficiencies than kind of a willful negligence of this particular factor, was vitamin D, right? Yeah. So vitamin D plays a very important role. And I've been pushing that also from the beginning. You know, if you if you watched any of my IG rants or debates, 
I would always, people would ask, well, what are things that I could do? Things that I would tell my family members. And it was like, in addition to prepare for whatever symptoms may come if you catch it, to in the meantime, you should be prepping your immune system as best you can. One of the things that was noticed from a lot of the people who were succumbing, right, to uh, more extreme cases of COVID-19 mm. was that a, a, a vitamin D deficiency, mm. in addition to other factors, right? Mm. And so there's a study being done right now to see how deeply the role of vitamin D plays in kind of the, the immune system and what deficiencies and things like that are. So telling people to just um, take vitamin D, if you can get the opportunity safely to go and get out into the sun, understanding that that, that uh, because of your melanin um, and the darkness of your skin, you actually produce vitamin D slower than say a white person, right? So you would need to stay out a little bit longer. But in the meantime, it's, that's somewhat unsafe. Get your hands on some some uh, some vitamin D supplements and stuff like that, or eat foods rich in vitamin D, whichever way you choose to kind of take it, et cetera, like that. Mm. One of the reasons why I think that we have that deficiency is on part because and responsible for uh, certain people, black people being somewhat lactose intolerant. Okay. Now the one thing that we actually came into in, into contact heavily with vitamin D was where. The cow milk and milk, yeah. right? Vitamin D milk. So I think what you what you have is kind of like people having a natural kind of reaction and push away from milk, um, which was heavily. Um, that's what I'm looking for. Uh, uh, fortified with vitamin D yeah. and other vitamins, um, and since black people couldn't drink that yeah. to the degree that other people maybe could. Yeah. Uh, also, you you add in the vegan kind of movement aspect to it, kind yeah. of demonizing milk. So that's another force to kind of push them away. I think the lactose intolerance is more of the of the case for that. Yeah. And when you remove that from the diet, there's no real replacement of a real solid, strong, consistent source of, of bioavailable bi vitamin D. Mm -hmm. Kind of see a lot of those disparities uh, in the the, the 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 extreme cases of kind of COVID nineteen in the black community. So yeah, push so so. I'm glad you brought up a lot of that stuff, right? Because, uh, you know, I was speaking to Sister Samaya about this autism thing, and she said that black boys are 100, you know, after vaccination is 160% or 300%. You know, people who have all types of numbers, you know how the anti-vax community goes. But yeah. the funny thing is, when we talk about vaccine, vaccine comes from the Latin term vaca, which means cow, right? Mm -hmm. And one of the ingredients in many of these vaccines is cow. So when you mm -hmm. make that link between like the rhetoric you just purported about how cows and stuff and good for black people, and then you take cows and you put them in a vaccine and you give them to black people, and it affects us way more. Can no, you start to see a link between how oh. vaccines could adversely affect black people disproportionately as compared to white folks? No, that's a wild stretch. Okay. I appreciate the, 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 the imagination. Yeah, and yeah like bring me back together. Yeah. That lactose intolerant. I didn't right. say milk. I didn't say You're talking dairy. about lactate, right? Which which comes from there's milk, there's milk and milk products that don't have lactose in them, right? Right. Comfort is what people mostly shy away from, and isn't necessarily some type of uh, uh, immune. We might not even be aware of what the what's happening on a, a cellular level in our relationship to dairy, which I'm sure some vegans can speak to deeply. Yeah. But I'm just. People might not drink it because it makes their stomach hurt, gives them bowel movements. I stopped drinking it because it was giving me very serious pains in my back. And this was when I was 10, 11 years old. 
when that when that lactose intolerance, that kind of autoimmune disease situation started to kind of <laughs> on me, right? Um, and now I drink lactose and I, I even space out how much milk I drink from time to time, but I still indulge in that and vitamin D and other, other things. So the, the piece about that is, is that I don't think that there's lactose in the uh, parts of the animals that are used in the vaccine. It isn't like they're chopping up a steak and putting the steak in the vaccine. It isn't like they're pouring a gallon of milk in there with the vaccine and mixing it up like it's a milkshake. That's not how that works. Um, and again, sometimes what you're maybe talking about in terms of a vaccine, uh, in terms of where byproduct would be needed was mostly from the fats that are needed to kind of coat the vaccine in so it's able to have a relationship and make a connection to the cells because they speak in lipids. Lipids speak to other lipids, right? So lipids are fats. Um, you so a smart you, nigga. Yeah, I'm real smart. So <laughs> uh, there's certain uh, 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 animal byproducts which are needed, and this is this is true in in supplements, right? This is true in pill form, right? Um, this is true in all ki- all kinds of delivery systems um, to get to get something into your body, right? Um, gel coatings and and stuff like that. And they, there's kosher gel coatings. There are things that are that are microbial gel coatings. Everything doesn't have to come from an animal source. Um, but even with that said, I do not think at all that the animal byproducts that are being used, um, maybe to again to coat a vaccine in some type of fat or add it in some type of additive or, or where and in what in which the vaccine is being developed. So say like a chicken egg or something like that. I don't believe that any of those circumstances have any ill effect on the body whatsoever, especially looking at how somebody can sit and eat an entire chicken and an entire egg straight, right? <laughs> and uh, the, the only adverse effect that they may have is they got to take a shit the next day. So mm-hmm. I, I don't believe in the I mean, amount- that's a little bit different. I mean, at digesting food and injecting the, I think what we're talking about here is casein protein, right? Casein protein is the is the is the uh, the problem here, and and some doctors, especially like the vegan community, mm-hmm. blame casein protein for the destruction of uh, bones. They're saying that casein protein is actually pulling calcium from the bones, and uh, may, in order to, and scientifically that may be true. Again, I don't want to just beat down on any community's points of view, and there's a lot of smart people. I'm smart. I'm sure there's smart vegans. And what sometimes what we can do is sometimes look at one aspect of a element or a a, uh, a ingredient, and it may, in certain circumstances, cause that to happen, right? That casein protein, let's give it devil's advocate. Yeah. Casein protein may pull calcium out of certain bones, but maybe in certain laboratory conditions, or maybe in certain situations. Can you prove that in the human body? How would you be able to prove that? Are we measuring bone density? But in what way are we measuring bone density? Are we isolating someone to a complete casein protein diet? Or is it the way that that casein protein is interacting with all the other aspects of the body and being broken down and digested? So I think it's a little bit more complicated and it's always been more complicated, even in science, to isolate the effects of one specific piece, right? One specific piece in relationship to the totality. Now I know what you're thinking, but Lupe, what about the vaccines and the one specific piece? Even if science, you know, science understands vaccines totally, right? So don't the, the play about, but what about the casein? I'm not saying that that's true or not, but I also know that the, the vegan community has an agenda, right? And they have a very profit-driven agenda, right? About demonizing certain things which don't necessarily need to be demonized. So or I can sell you some seaweed. 
I'm straight on the seaweed. I eat seaweed. <laughs> I eat a lot of Japanese food, so I consume a lot of seaweed on that. I'm with. Listen, I don't want you to get. I don't want you to get. As we leave here, I don't want you to get one thing confused about me. Okay. Right. Is that I'm very health conscious. Right. Oh, I know. Oh, and I know. I understand the benefit of certain things, and I understand the deficit of certain things. But I also like to eat hot flame and Cheetos. Right. Facts. And as much as you want to send me seaweed and sea moss and Doctor Sebi in the jungle mixing up food. <laughs> I'm gonna be sitting there watching with a bag of Cheetos in my hand, right? Now I'm not gonna eat 30 bags of Cheetos. I might not finish that whole bag, but I am gonna indulge as most people will. And that's a part of being free. Yeah. So some vegans who, and, and freedom loving folks, you can be free as you want, except in your own kitchen, yeah. right? Yeah. You more worried about what I'm doing with my kids and my vaccines and my body Right? Or you want me to go protest with you, or you want me to go shout down the machine with you and have this revolution, but you won't let me eat this fucking cheeseburger, though. You telling me I'm all kinds of pieces of shit and I'm working for the white <laughs> because I went to McDonald's. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like to have, Very and dogmatic. Very dogmatic. My problem. Just embrace it all. Yeah. Everything, right? Everything that you do ain't right. Yeah. Right? There's consequences even to your Bitcoin piece. There's some consequences to that shit. It's it ain't a whole lot. And, and there's people that are going to suffer behind that shit. Yep. So with that said. Um, and I talk about those things on Bitcoin. I'm one of those dark horses, outcasts who be like, yo, y'all sure y'all all in on this shit? <laughs> so you right to that effect. Right. So I'm not here to demonize anybody. I'm not here to fill the world with untruths. Yeah. I'm not here to kind of play with facts and figures to promote some type of agenda, or sell you some type of product, which I feel that the brother you wanted me to do definitely is about. DMR, and I know DMR herbs, Jehuli, Jehuli, uh, my, my aunt Ra. He's he's I, got a wonderful herbal uh, supplement website. I know another. I know a lot of people like that. My mother knows a lot of people. My mother comes from that community, right? Uh -huh. My mother that in the presence of Doctor Sebi, and everybody that was around that nigga was like, this nigga is a charlatan. Okay. Right? So even in that community of holistic and wellness and this, that, and the third is brothers with profit-seeking intentions that mm. will take advantage of their own people. Yeah. Right? Get people away from treatments that will actually help them and be effective for the sake of power in their bottom line to run their websites and do their conferences and their talks and write their books and all that bullshit. And it's like, brother, that's fine. Just yeah. own it. But at the same time, too, don't get so upset and out of pocket that a brother like me would challenge that. So right. my my question is then, if if the vegan community and the Dr. Sebi's of the world and the other you know so called charlatans in the world are not exempt from the from being susceptible to the greed that comes sometimes comes with capitalism, can't we also say that the vaccine and big pharma industry is also subject to that same greed of capitalism where they could be profit driven as well? But you say that though. It isn't okay. like, can you say that? That's right. what you and, and people say all the okay. time. Okay, cool. So we agree on that. So we agree right. that there's that potential what that people, they could be profit-driven. Yeah. But what people don't say, which is what I said about your brother on Twitter today, is that you doing the same thing you're accusing them of. Your treatments and your supplements cost more than they shit. You're not giving it away. If, you, if they're supposed to have, if, they're, if you're accusing Big Pharma, Right of not having the people's best interests in mind because they they overprice things, they overcharge things, they do X Y Z. Hold up now, Lupe. You just you just walked into a weird argument right now. 
But if you turn around and you doing this, your pills on your site cost more than theirs, you're doing the same thing. And look, I think there's a difference between the natural pills and synthetic. I mean, we got to understand that these these medical these you got to understand that that the medical industry creates synthetic versions of plants. And he's and he's taking you directly to the source and giving you plants. He's selling you nature, whereas they're selling you synthetic. Here we go. They're selling you fake. He's selling you real. I wouldn't mind paying a premium to go directly to God's source. Fine, but peep game though. Everything on this planet is from God. There's nothing that is artificial on this planet that there's an emerge of other non-artificial natural things on this planet. Process. The, 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 the vaccine oh. is unnatural. So here we go. Here we go with that. You ready? It's a synthetic version you ready? of other elements. You it's ready? not naturally occurring. I'm ready. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. My bad. Go ahead. Okay. So why would they need to do synthetic? Make so, they synthetic. Can ma- so they can mass produce it. Okay. Why would they need to do that? To make money. Okay. Uh, my point of view is thus. I'm all good with the natural piece. If you can get it natural, knock yourself out. If you can go and find the trees that make the acylic acid, that make aspirin, and you can grate it and grind it up and get it in the right proportions and the right conditions and keep it stable so it doesn't rot. Um, so you're not actually eating bad shit as you take an aspirin with all type of fungus and mold and all type of shit on it, right? Um, if you can do that, I'm with you. Fine. With mushrooms, uh, minerals, salts, all that shit, right? You fly to the Himalayas and start ecking out a cave and transport it back and use all type of flights and frequent five miles and all that shit. I'm with you, V. With you. Okay. Most people can't do that. Okay. Uh-huh. Most people can't do that. If you try to produce enough of any substance naturally, right? Naturally, naturally occurring. That means that you waited for the tree to grow. You waited for the flower to blossom, right? You planted it. The weeds didn't eat it. The storm didn't knock the tree over. Yeah. Fire didn't burn it down. All this happened. Naturally occurring things. If you're able to maintain that and produce in mass the quantity needed to meet the demand of the people suffering on the other side, uh-huh. I'm with you. Yeah. Nobody can do that. That's why synthetic versions, which focus on very specific aspects of a particular natural thing, uh-huh. are fantastic. I have no problem with them. Uh-huh. Here's the other kicker behind that. Everything has effects. There's no such things as side effects. Yeah. Everything has an effect. That's all. It's just an effect. Yeah. So sometimes those very natural, natural treatments, they have effects, right? They have very serious effects for some people, mm. right? Allergic reactions, um, other things that occur, acne, you know, taking these supplements and these vitamins and these minerals that your body has never, ever come into contact with. So now as your body is trying to figure out what the fuck to do with this brand new shit you just gave me out the jungle, I'm getting all <laughs> shit and I'm hearing and all that shit, right? Whereas on the synthetic side, they know that because they studied that. Right. And they realize, you know, what can we do to to maintain and focus on this effect and concentrate this effect, but leave out all that other hallucination shit. Right. And is there a way that we can do that? We can't do it naturally. We're going to have to do some type of process. Right. And, and really, we got another thing that does the exact same thing as that, that we didn't know 
because we never really studied this shit. But now that we studied it, oh, we got this thing over here that we always had that doesn't do that. But it has this other effect. Mm. So what we need to do is figure out if we can find something attached to this to mute that effect. Mm. So what we wind up with is this real processed synthetic situation, right? Which doesn't require us cutting down all of the goddamn trees, right? Or pulling all of the flowers, right? To get that one particular thing that we're gonna have to process any damn way, right? So the piece about the nature versus the synthetic, I'm with you. But are, you once, are you familiar with the mint plant? With the mint plant? The plant mint. Mint. Yes. Am I? Absolutely, yes, of course. You ever grown some? My mother has. My mother has kept a garden our whole life. Now, that's a very powerful plant. Yeah, it is. Aloe vera, all those things. For you sure. know, mint grows like a weed. Mint probably is a weed. Probably not grows like a weed. It probably is designated as a weed. If you put a mint plant in your backyard at the beginning of the summer, yes, there's a chance it's going to overgrow the rest of your crops yeah. if you do not prune that plant. Right, same thing with raspberry bushes and other perennials and stuff like that. Like right, other... so you right, so so my thing is with your argument, you make it seem as though these herbs could become scarce when really God has designed these things to be abundant. No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't say that they were designed. I didn't you say said chopping down trees and all this right. stuff. Yeah, which which alludes to the fact that they could be scarce. Right, because aspirin comes from trees. Aspirin is very old. It comes from the bark of trees. So to get enough to meet the demand of today's society. There's a whole lot of trees you're gonna have to debark. Okay. When you tree, you damn near kill it, right? Because the debarking, the bark is actually what protects the tree. So if you can find a way to synthetically create that same effect without having to kill that tree and remove all of the other benefits and the biodiversity that that tree provides to society and mm -hmm. to the world, also which God created, which mm -hmm. is to what? To, to clean the air and things like that, but fuck that because I need the pills that come from that tree but you're not going to be able to breathe like those situations. So I don't, I don't have the same approach as you may fully well tell right by now. I don't have the same outlook and perspective that other brothers may have on the natural side of things or on the synthetic side of things. I think the best thing is a hybrid of a certain degree. There's a lot that can be learned from a lot of these brothers on the natural side if they came into partnership with some brothers in the pharmaceutical side and they got together and found a way to make these things safer, cheaper, much more effective, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I so agree. My brothers from the natural side can learn a lot from the brothers on the synthetic side in terms of what things they're actually producing. And yeah, bro, just because you got it out the jungle and da-da-da-da-da-da, that don't mean you couldn't have grew that shit in Compton or you couldn't have grew that shit in such and such. And if you really talking about let's create business and create this, build a farm, but just know, and like they know, it takes 20 years to grow that shit. You know, a tree of a certain caliber or a tree of a certain design, right? You can't just grow it overnight. Like an avocado tree, for instance, two years. Well... So Marijuana grows in about eight months, six months. Yeah, weed though, but I'm just saying like. But there's a lot of plants that grow that fast though. True, but an avocado tree takes two years. So if it's something that's within the avocado seed that this brother has found to harvest, etc., he knows it's going to take time. Yes. That's all. Like there's time issues and restraint. Sometimes yes. Back with when we try and do things. That's all. all right, let's 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 tackle let's tackle two other cases of negligence from the uh, vaccine community. That's fine. And can we uh? Let's put a time limit on this if we can. I gotta make some moves, but I'm with you. So can we? Can I get another thirty minutes of your time? What time is it right now? It's ten o'clock. Absolutely sure. I'll give you another thirty piece. My nigga. Uh, let me make, let me make sure that my phone is actually 
charging. Yeah, yeah. Make sure your joint charging. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to put it on the charger real quick. Give me two seconds. All right. We'll get 30 more minutes with Lupe. Um, thank you to everybody tuning in. Please take this moment to hit the like, subscribe, and share button. There's your uh, prompt right there on the screen. Um, shout out to people pouring in super chats. I'm going to get to those at the end. Uh, with or, or without Lupe, I'll make sure that I uh, speak to y'all about these super chats. Um, you know, I don't think we'll be able to get to questions because there's a lot of discussions that Lupe and I have to get through. I mean, I Hey, well, let's do this. Let's just do 15 of us, and then let's leave the balance of the time for the people who, who chimed in, and I'm sure they may want to talk and ask myself questions as well as your questions. I think it's only fair. That's all I ask. I didn't okay. ask for anything. I'm not, you know how it goes. I think it might be fair to the people to let them have their, 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 their purview and, you know, break me under the coals and, you know, push back on certain <laughs> I'm with it. Y'all gonna I'm, respect Lupe, goddamn it. Make sure y'all respect this brother, because this brother's got a lot of sense. Y'all gonna respect Lupe, goddamn it. It's my motherfucking... Just do 15 more minutes of us, and then we'll kind of throw it to questions, and if questions go where they go, we both chime in and go from there. Yeah, dope. All right, so simian virus, as related to the polio vaccine, caused cancer in a lot of people. That That is a case that came up. And then uh, September 2nd, 2020... UN says polio outbreak in Sudan caused by oral vaccine, written by Maria mm -hmm. Chang. You're familiar with that, right? OPV. I'm familiar with the case out of India, but it's the same situation. Um, it's very complicated. When the brother bought, when the brother DMR bought it up, uh, I immediately went to Mad Journals and read through and studied it because I, I was I was unaware of that. Um, and like anything else, um, it's a complicated situation. First, let's talk. What was the first one? The simian cancer thing. So first of all, simian first of virus. All, okay. So first of all, um, that's monkey DNA. I got you. First of all, if you study um, evolutionary biology, okay, just study it. Uh, one yeah, of my buddy Brett Weinstein is an expert in that. Okay. So one of the core kind of fundamentals of, of evolutionary biology is to understand that our our system is designed to catch cancer. And if you let everyone in the world just live out their life to its fullest potential without getting hit by a bus or getting shot in the head or mm -hmm. some disease that comes in and take you out, um, the, just the nature of the way our body creates itself and repairs itself, um, just the amount of transactions, billions, if you call them transactions, billions and billions and billions and billions of replications of cells and apoptosis and other aspects of it, mm -hmm. um, that's bound to be a mistake. Statistically, mm -hmm. that's bound to be a mistake. Um, just by the nature of how we build and how we operate. So if you let everybody live long enough, everybody would eventually die from cancer. So that's one of kind of the, the, the fundamentals of evolutionary biology. Now, not to, not to say that you, not to, again, if something else comes in in between or it's an accelerated piece, just say there was nothing else that was there to kill us, everybody would eventually die from cancer, some form of cancer in some way or another. So okay, that's, that's, so, so, so how do you feel about Bill Gates' involvement in all of this? What, is, what do you mean? He's funding research and different stuff like that. I'm well, with it. Well, are you with it? Okay, so let's run down what he funds. He funds the UN. He funds the NIH, the CDC, and the WHO. The WHO to the sum of $500 million. Now, right. the WHO is... It's funny, the WHO is funny because it has 200 member nations. And Bill Gates, is, well, I should say, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is the number one donor above all of the nations since Trump has pulled this out. Uh, yeah. The other funny thing that comes from this uh, funding of the Gates Foundation. Hold on, let me finish. Let me just finish this. 
Uh, so the other funny thing about the Gates Foundation is they fund something called the Pearbright Institute. And the Pearbright mm-hmm. Institute actually filed a patent for a coronavirus vaccine, uh, coronavirus vaccine that can be used in humans. And that was in 20, uh, July 23rd, 2015. I still got more on him. He also uh, right, so- funds, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on now. Hold on, I got more, I got more, I got more. In 2010, <laughs> in 2010 he purchased 500,000 shares in Monsanto valued at more than $23 million. Right. Uh, and then the other thing that's funny about the Gates Foundation is they pledged $375 million for family planning with the goal of providing contraception to 120, 120 million women across the world, which is headed up by his wife. This is like population control uh, type things, right? He, he gave, hold on, I, I got a lot to cover. Hold on. He oh, gave 1.5. No, no, you can't cut me off. I'll let you speak through this whole thing. I'm going to just cover everything and then you could come in at the end. billion given to the Global Alliance for Vaccines and Immunization between 2016 and 2020. He held the Event 201, which was a high-level coronavirus pandemic exercise in New York. That was last year, Uh right? Um, Also, he has a patent. This patent's funny. Uh, It's it's, it's number uh, WO2020. 060606, which is, as some would purport, 666. And this patent is for a cryptocurrency system using the body activity. And then there's one other piece here I want to mention, outside of the fact that Dr. Fauci sits on the Bill Gates Foundation leadership team, and Fauci in 2017 at the Georgetown University said there will be a surprise outbreak. But anyway... The, the, the Bill Gates Foundation uh, uh, has in, has invested in a company called Profusa, which is biosensor nanotech. And basically what this means is you can basically take the human body and connect it to the Internet. This is in the field of IO. So right. we take all of these things and we say, yeah. OK, this guy is dealing with injecting people with nanoparticles. Right. And then these these nanoparticles could become some sort of biosensor. Right. It, it it draws red flags for me because because it leads me to the mRNA vaccine, and I want to make sure we cover that. Right, that's fine. I can, which, I, which I can speak to thoroughly. Okay. I can speak to all those thoughts, all those points thoroughly. I would just like to point out that you left out Elon Musk. Um, you left out many brothers and sisters, highly wealthy individuals who are already doing all of that shit that you just accused Bill Gates of doing as well. Not he's Bill Gates Foundation is the number one donor to who above 200 oh. other nations. It's right. a little bit different than the little bit of money Elon Musk purports. And Elon Musk's wife isn't out here pushing oh, contraceptives on uh, the African community. I talk? I mean, you hit me with... I wasn't going to hit you with... <laughs> my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. Go ahead, do your thing, dog. Right. You didn't mention Elon Musk. Who, who just did a whole goddamn live stream with pigs and, and all type of folks. And Can I science. ask that we deal with Gates? Can I ask that we not deflect and deal with Gates? I'm just going off of what you who you didn't mention, who you should be mentioning in addition to you mentioning well, Gates. Well, the reason why I mentioned Gates is because his father is connected to Planned Parenthood, which is the eugenics society. Let me talk. My bad, go ahead. I'm saying that you should throw in all of these niggas. That's wonderful. All right. of them. Right. Because they're doing everything that you just said. Okay. Here's Bill Gates. We just keep it on Bill. Keep it on Billy. Okay? <laughs> okay? Bill Gates is one of the richest men in the world. Yes. He, without giving anything to anyone, 
is worth more his the, than the GDP of probably 30 or 40% of the, all those countries on that list. Yes. Right? By himself. So it's not it's not a big deal that he would give more money than all of those countries. Here's the other kick about what what the amount of money that people actually donate to the who. Right? It's not that much. 5 million here, 20 million here, such and such here. Right. So it's not that hard to believe that a man who's worth 50 billion dollars can slide them 500 million, especially when the statement and kind of the foundational principles of the Gates Foundation is to fight disease in this world. Right. To work on overpopulation. He's not he's never said that he's not against population control. Right. Yeah. Right. A condom is population control. So all you. Dick niggas out there slapping on magnums, you're participating in population control. Busting a nut in the bitch's face is population control, my. I just want I just want to make it real for niggas. Okay, so I apologize, sisters who've been on the chat and it's been very cordial and civil, but I want to bring you clearly what population control looks like and something that you do every day when you off and you bust inside of a, of a napkin or a paper towel, that's population control. You're controlling the population, right? Because yeah. you're not doing, you're busting your nuts inside of a coffee cup, right? Which is nasty and you shouldn't do that. So he has never said that he wasn't for that. Correct. The entire countries, entire countries whose whole goal is to maintain the population because where it is or to decrease it because they don't have enough resources or they see those kids who are filling up all those orphanages, getting fucked over and cannon fodder and being used as slaves to dig out diamond mines in that lovely little continent of Africa that you love to talk about. What's happening to those babies when they being born? Where are they going, those child soldiers? Where are they parents, right? Um, we're, not, we're also not gonna talk about how the Catholic Church, right? It's also about popular, it's, it's, not about population control. It has a heavy grip in some of the most impoverished countries in the world, which demonizes and bans any type of population control, even if you have 10 kids that you can't feed, right? Making you susceptible to cartels, to use them as mules and all type of other shit that happens with kids when their parents can't take care of them and they're forced to live in the streets. I've been in Manila and I've seen it. It is a very terrible childhood to kind of live when your parents don't know how to take care of you because there's nine of y'all. Now, understand something. It's been governments that have had the China two policy, one child policy has been in effect for a long time. China has one of the largest and growing populations on the face of this planet because, right? Because they have so many people you see them exploiting Africa in a certain way. Not everyone, but to a certain degree, they have to rely to feed their population, which means at the expense of your people and on your continent, which is also my people and my continent. So Bill Gates, in addition to doing all the shit that you said, which he's never denied, and will say with a smile on his face to you, he'll oh, say he that. Oh, he said it. Face, right? Yeah, he's not, we got the clips. But he also says, here's what, have you ever seen the life of a child? when their parents don't take care of them, right? A child that they had because they were a part of a church who banned contraception in any format. Ain't no busting nuts on your white face, right? Ain't no slapping on no magnum and brawl every time and you leaving it in, 
right? And you're going to have that kid. I know you ain't got enough food to feed yourself, but you're going to find God and Jesus and, and Yoruba and all these different mystical entities is going to find a way to feed your child. But that's not what happens because those places also have some of the highest infant mortality rates in the world. And you find brothers like Bill Gates also financing programs, which I am a part of, right? Financing programs that fight child malnutrition in Africa, those kids who were born, who now need to be fed. He's also funding that. So he's also increasing and improving the lives of those young African brothers and sisters as well. I know that for a hundred facts, right? So I know for a hundred facts. So I mean, you you doing the hand wave thing, but I'm just telling you what I've seen and done with my own two hands. I don't want to. I don't want to diverge into that tangent. I think the problem here with with Bill Gates is the fact that he comes from a, a lineage. All Bill Gates. This is all Bill Gates. Brothers. I, I, I want to, but but I mean the the problem the problem with Bill Gates is his lineage, right? Eugenics. Come on, let's talk about eugenics. Yeah, his father sat on the board of what? Yes, it. He sat on the eugenics board, right? You know who else practices eugenics? Who? Everybody. Yes, everybody. Everybody practices eugenics. Everyone on the face of this planet practices eugenics, right? You looking for the best mate possible, right? You telling the old girl that you bust the nut in who was ugly earlier, like, girl, you better go and get an abortion. That's population control and eugenics. Right, because you really just want the fucker. You ain't wanted to get pregnant though, right? Because she really the side piece. Yeah. You got your lovely, light-skinned, long-haired situation that you're gonna have them beautiful mixed describe, babies. Just, that's yeah. that's eugenics. So I'm not talking. I'm talking through you to all the brothers who are watching this. Right. Who know what I'm talking about? Because you've seen the mixed kids and how they beautiful they look, and that's what you want, nigga. That's eugenics. Yeah. Right. You're not picking the sister based off. I'm picking this sister because she ugly than a motherfucker. You ugly than a motherfucker. But guess what? Guess what? She rich. Right? Her yeah. parents, she, she's the daughter. She's the princess 16, 16 degrees away from the throne of some African situation. So you're going to wipe up. You know she look like a goddamn bag of pretzels. But yeah. you're going to roll with it. Right? Because you want those other cultural aspects that come along, along with eugenics as well, which is all part of the eugenics package, brother. Can we talk about the mRNA vaccine? We surely can. Um, so, I mean, M you're the- you stand for. Huh? What the M stand for? I don't know. Damn, Jack, how you gonna bring up stuff you don't even know what the M stand for? I know Damn, what it it's fucked up. I don't know, you gonna ex educate us though. You finna try and talk about something you don't even know what it means. Damn, that's a problem. Right? Yeah. But, here, good thing Lupe here. Good thing Lupe here. Listen, because boy, don't he know? Yeah. Then, what about it? What's your problems with it? What is the What is the M and mRNA stand for? RNA. Huh? Mess RNA. Mess Messenger. RNA. Oh, okay. Ribonucleic acid. Indeed. Okay. What does it do? What does it do? I'm starting to realize that you don't know too much about how sales work, brother. All right, so I'll I'll entertain you because I think one of your tactics is to like do like law and discredit the witness. So I'll explain what the mRNA it, does. Could have been a lawyer, but I hate lawyers. So so basically, it gen it, it genetically modifies the human body to oh, to to be quite frank, which is funny because you got a mm -hmm. five hundred thousand shares in Monsanto purchased 
by Bill Gates in the summer of 23 million. So you're dealing with genetically modified foods and he's trying to genetically modify yeah. people. Yeah, you know, you know, Monsanto doesn't exist anymore, right? They have to change their name. Yes. Okay, cool. Just make sure. Weren't they bought out by Bayer or something like that? Oh, shit. Yeah, they were bought out by Bayer. Okay. Um, they do more than make genetically modified food. They also are one of the reasons that you actually have the yields which feed people um, because of the Roundup and things that they made. It does have its side effects, but it also had the side effect of making food where food was unable to be produced and whole groups of people were able to live, hence why you have a larger population. So there's that aspect of it too. But to your point, Jack, I'm with you. Mod genetically modified food, goddamn. The, M the mRNA does not modify the body? No. Genetically? It, no. it, it doesn't deal with genes? First of all, cell. Let's take a cell. Okay. In the middle of that cell is what? Nucleus. A nucleus. What's in that nucleus? Uh, I don't know. DNA. Okay. Okay. What does DNA do? Uh, I don't know. Mm, God damn, Jack. I'm just a fucking idiot. DNA contains the data for your body, your genes. Oh, right? okay. Right, right. It's a container of information. Yeah. Yeah? Okay. DNA does something called transcription. Okay. Right? It writes. Yes. For the simple folks. That's how the scientists chose to explain it. Like, listen, dumb niggas like me and you. Yeah. DNA does a process called transcription where it writes down what instructions. Okay. Great lesson. What, Thank you. What it writes down is what? I don't know. You just said it. It was the first part of the question. You didn't what? know what the Oh, the messenger? RNA, goddammit. Oh, RNA, okay. What does RNA do in the cell? Now we got we got DNA and then wrote up some RNA. What's gonna happen next? I don't know. Damn. So the RNA, uh, once it's transcribed, right, it goes over to another part of the cell. Okay. What else is in the cell? What else we got floating around in that beautiful little bubble of life? I have no idea. Man, we got mitochondria, right, which powers it. It's kind of like the battery, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It'll be. We got we got the outside. I only the the I don't even know what that shit called anymore. Mucous but membrane. It also has something called ribosomes. Do you know what ribosomes do? Nope. Damn, Jack. What the fuck? Ribosomes are factories. Okay. Ribosomes create what? They make something. What do they make? Protein, I don't know. My man, proteins, they make proteins. How do they know what type of protein to make? Uh, the DNA tells them. No, no. The, the RNA tells them. Ah, there we go, the RNA, the messenger RNA. That's why that M is important. Okay. Because it's a messenger. Right. Right, it goes and tells the ribosome what to make. Okay. Okay? Right. It's on the DNA. Okay. You understand? Right. Creates Proteins, like you said. Mm -hmm. What are those proteins used for, man? Production. Oh, man, they the building blocks of what? Life. Life, my G. Big ass muscles. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Big yeah. old big juicy motherfuckers, right? Um, I'm just happy because this is coming to an end and I'm about to eat. So my body's like, let's eat, nigga. I, um, got, a, I got a joint waiting for me. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> Right? So ribosomes make these proteins, right? That process is called. Um, you say what? 
messenger NRNA, NRNA goes to the ribosomes, tells it what to do. That process is called. I don't know. Trans- Transmission? Translation. Translation. Okay, translation. Transcription and translation. Okay. And dumb it all the way down and simplify it to its fullest. DNA, transcription, RNA, translation, ribosomes, proteins. Okay. Okay? That's the cycle. It rarely ever, this is the important part, it rarely ever works in reverse. Mm. Okay? I see where you're going with this. Okay. It rarely ever, I didn't say never. Rarely ever. That the one, because I'm, 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 you know, I'm not whole on extremes like that. I always leave a little bit of room, right? right. But it rarely 0.0000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000
the amount of that you would get would be the same amount of mercury that you would get in a can of tuna. But then also it was a different kind of mercury that the body would easily dissolve and break down. So there's that. But guess what? That shit not even in the vaccines no more. So you ain't got to worry about that. Um, because people were so afraid after that autism report, because they was like, I'm not taking vaccines at all if that thalmarosol and all that other shit is in there. The vaccine companies took that shit all the way out. Also understand that a lot of those adjuvants, they actually occurred during the making of the vaccine. Right. So when the vaccine is in the Petri dish being made and they need to keep it safe from things like tetanus, which was one of the problems with what I think the diphtheria or even the smallpox vaccine was that the, in the conditions in which it was created, it still is an organic substance. So other organic substances would love to eat on it. So you would have all type of other pathogens and bacteria that would invade the vaccine and the making process of it and fuck it all up. And kids were actually dying from tetanus mm. because tetanus had found a way to infect the vaccine itself and people injected that shit not knowing that that's what had took place right so they regulating that process again of regulating which came in 1902 1903 uh to put certain adjuvants into the process whether it be a preserving aspect or it be some type of other disinfectant aspect to actually kill the things that would kill the parts of the vaccine that were vulnerable or the viruses themselves so how does the mrna vaccine work it works like this brother we know what mrna is right now we both clear? I think so. Okay, we both know how the cell works? I think so. Cool. So the the mRNA vaccine is nothing but mRNA and those adjuvants, right? Those other aspects, but in very trace amounts. Um, and then the lipids and the fats and all that shit. So what does it do? What does it do when so it enters the body? It goes and attaches itself to a cell somewhere up in here, because that's what they inject you. goes up in here somewhere. And also because your lymph nodes are right here. So it's also connected to this. Your lymph nodes flush out a lot of shit out of your body. That's what they do, yeah. correct? Okay. So they do it right here. And uh, it's surrounded in fat. Now, it's just a piece of one of the RNAs from the vaccine, right? From I'm sorry, from the coronavirus. Specifically, the part of the instructions that tell it to create the, the connective spike. Okay.
hungry. Mm, my bad. You're good. You I'll be back on. now. All right, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. What did I leave off? Um, telling me how the uh the uh mRNA vaccine works. Right. So it will create uh on those particular cells that spike peace, that spike uh expression. Yeah. And the body will recognize that that peace is a foreign invader, it will attack and destroy it. Mm -hmm. And it will create memory cells, which will create T cells and killer cells and lymphocytes and all the other pieces and parts of the immune system, which I, I don't have a full complete uh, categorization and di dictionary of. And your body will learn that the next time that you see this, kill it. And that is how mRNA vaccines work they do not change the DNA whatsoever. Okay, yeah, we good. Audio's good. Um, all right, so we, we're basically out of time now. I know we don't have time to get to the chat because, um, you know, I want you to go eat. Um, Jehudi just wanted me to ask. I promised him I'd ask. He said he wanted to debate you. This originally started out with me trying to connect Cause I tried to get him to battle a, a, a medical doctor. They wouldn't do it. I tried to set this up with you and my bad, you thought this was a debate between me and you. So I'm asking for him, would you come on my channel and debate Jehudi Ma'ra on this topic or on the topic of health? I mean, I mean, willing, no, it's fine. I mean, I'm, I've already kind of sussed that brother out and uh, I, 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 I wish him luck in his business. And I, 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 I'm sure that even with that said, I'm not I'm not discounting the effectiveness of his treatments or his pills. Just don't get me wrong. I don't want to I don't want to be confused as having that. But I don't think we'd find anything conducive to either of us to uh, regenerate or reenact what went down on Twitter earlier today. But you know, uh, maybe later on. Yeah, we maybe. can we can do this. We can do this a few months from now. I think we should let this one cook. Let this one sit in the fire. Let the people watch this one. And I think it was a great conversation. You know, um, you uh, educated me on a lot of different things. Uh, you 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 shown that you have a, a good grasp of this information. Um, we may not see eye to eye on everything. For but, sure. Um, I think I think in many ways you are you are very honest. Um, thank you. Thank you for coming to my platform. And I hope we could collab on. Do you are you in tech? Yes, very much so. I, I've been a part of a few incubators and I do some other things on the tech side as well. Okay. Uh, I, f I feel as a relationship. I actually, I actually uh, very interested in blockchain and different, not necessarily in cryptocurrency, but right. very much applications of blockchain and different things like that. So yeah, brother, if you can point me to any resources or hit me up on the low and let me know what's what, I'm definitely willing to even politic with you on that outside of, outside of this. Just like yeah, yeah, that's where most of my experience in daily day to day life is is in building tech companies. So I'd love to job with you on some of that stuff. For sure. Go ahead, get out of here, go get go eat, man. I'm gonna oh, I'm gonna finish these super chats. Gentlemen, Hotep Hotep Hazel. <laughs> I appreciate you, brother. You have a good evening, man. And thank you. Added value and added value to the people, maybe cleared up some misconceptions. And uh, you know, at the end of the day, take the vaccine, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Peace, brother.
Peace, brother. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Lupe Fiasco. I like that guy. I really like Lupe. I, I gotta be honest. I've I've always enjoyed his music. Let me read the super chats. Uh Final Super Chat from Anthony Bailey said you better kick push that vex the hell up out of here. Anthony Bailey ain't going for it. Uh Joshua Hurley, he said this is gonna be legendary. Uh Weed and Weed and Night Snow, please give Lupe a come on, man. <laughs> Gavin McGinnis, uh not the Gavin McGinnis, some of you may know. Uh, he said, uh, thank you for talking about grifters and grifter season. Them grifters, Republican grifters, don't, doesn't matter. Hilarious, but a serious red pill. Um, Mecca Fowler said, why would you be so quick to take the first version? Yeah, I agree. I, I definitely ain't taking it at all, but definitely at the first version. I wouldn't even buy the first version of the PlayStation. Uh, Power Gray, final super chat. Thank you. BTC Bear, $2. He said, fiasco works for... Uh, not going to say that fudge mayo. <laughs> what about India with so many vaccines for the people that most new viruses and diseases are already immune? Good point. Uh, Lauren, literally, this is why we shouldn't listen to celebrities. <laughs> what up, Lauren? That's my own girl right there. Uh, Nori Mercedes. Wow. I thought he would be smarter. I think he was smart uh, to be fair. Uh, Bobby asked, uh, what do you think about the MRNA vaccine? The vaccine alters your DNA to produce antibodies. I believe Fiasco uh, says it doesn't uh, do that because uh, RNA rarely uh, writes over DNA. Um, and I leave that up to people to research and pick that apart. Um, the stream says uh, everybody is different. Every vax does the same. Yeah, yeah. Uh, DG, thank you. Uh, Ramona Brown, this is eerily similar to Obama going to Flint. <laughs> Ramona Brown, please end this. Uh, Chase Farley, Lupe is giving me autism right now. <laughs> Lawsuit incoming. Be nice, yo. Uh, Kevin Griffin, corporations shouldn't make medicine and poison, conflict of interest. Then they hold the country hostage. If you can't handle the lawsuits, make a better product. In a free market, someone will pick the, pick up the slack. Uh, Uterate, so glad I listened to Gucci Mane growing up. These conscious rappers be talking in circles just to be deep and make no sense. He's an agent, burr. Uh, Aiken, Aiken, Ogunro, Lupe took word salad 101. <laughs> Dimazaja, what up, Halima? She said FDA approval for drugs 12 years. HPs were concerned about how fast vaccine is ready. Comment Lupe, black people in this realm want to thrive, not survive. 504 boy for eight. Varies, salute to both of you. You're it, man. Lupe for the streets. He gone, he gone, SMH. Sad Trump voice. What up, Kent the Row? He said, Hotep, thank you. Dima Zaja said, uh, parents who don't know how to control their kids, uncool. You got kids, black kids are at risk in public school. Social workers want black parents for their kids. We are sampling the healthcare. Uh, who are you really advocating for? Shaka Shakur, bring back pre-debate Lupe. Waste of Talent Podcast. Shout out to Waste of Talent Podcast. Make sure you guys go listen to Waste of Talent Podcast. Drew Mitchell said, uh, man, Lupe is a vaccine worshiper, yo, but that doesn't matter. Government just needs to not take away people's choice. Dimas Aja said, dudes in a suit get the patient and take research in Africa. Give black people hope by trying on them. Pull out when FDA approval is done. Black McGraw. The Harsh Reality Podcast. On behalf of Chicagoans, please accept this donation as an apology for this clone Lupe. Splitting nonsense and making us look bad. I think he made you guys look good. I wouldn't say that. Waste of Talent Podcast said, uh, Lupe, go... K 
could push that vaccine somewhere else. You ain't slick. Your new name is redacted, Ricky. <laughs> Chase Farley, $2 for, soup, for Lupe Vision because that motherfucker lost. Uh, BK Standard uh, said, I'm disappointed in Lupe. Uh, Waste of Talent Podcast, Chi-Town, hold this out. <laughs> Jay Weezy's World said, Lupe, grift of incredible. Aiken old gun, Lupe on crack. Uh, Waste of Talent Podcast, Lupe is the big farmer Colin Kaepernick. Oh, shit. Y'all got jokes. Uh, Jay Weezy World, we aren't in a controlled exposure now. F out of here. Uh, Ramona Brown, it's... Uh, I'm getting to the end of these Super Chats. It's beginning to look a lot like Griffmas. <laughs> it's beginning to look a lot like Griffmas. <laughs> we got to do a remix. Chase Farley, i never seen a man argue against himself so much. Anthony Zavaro said, Melanin blocks sunlight, returns cholesterol in your skin into vitamin D. Tonic Warner has quinine, uh, which is natural hydroxychloroquine, uh, vitamin C and zinc. I don't think I should have said that. Paul Lovato, thank you. Cassius Cam said, uh, things I trust more than Vax. Uh, Joe Biden's memory, Bill Gates' intentions, a Christine Blasey Ford allegation, <laughs> Hunter Biden's search history, <laughs> Sean King's 23 and me. <laughs> Cassius Cam. Yo, we got to, yo, sketch therapy. We got to do Griffin shirts. You're right. We got to do Griffin shirts. Um, Christina Gomez, uh, LSD is a good example for hybrid argument, natural synthetic, some other stuff. Obviously not. Zing Zang. Uh, Gates funds Oxford University too. He funds vaccines from start to finish and his polio vaccine has caused serious injury and death in India. Monique Lupe works with Google executive for his foundation. That's beautiful. Uh, Mecca Fowler. Get Lupe's stance on this. Storing your vaccination records under your skin. Google this. MIT new study strong vaccine history under skin. Yeah, I think you're referring to um, the tattoo. There's some sort of uh, um, uh, marker, right? Um, biomarker uh, called an invisible quantum dot tattoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sir Baba Hotep, hey Lupe, can you describe the Krebs cycle? Next, uh, audio stop. Thank you for the heads up. Sorry about the audio, guys. You know how they do. I love Lupe, but I ain't talking shit. Um, I guess a side effect isn't a side effect. That was from Opinionated Junkie. Lupe, Agent Orange is good for you. <laughs> Shout out to Dev Jules for that one. John Lemley said, sorry, I'm broke. Steph Colonel, $10 super chat. I appreciate you. Yes, Quantum Infrared Dot. Yo, um, you know, this was lined up as a debate tonight. And one thing I said to myself was I already won. And I told Lupe this. I said I won before the debate started because I got Lupe Fiasco on my platform. That's an accomplishment in itself, you know. So um, glad to have him on here. I appreciate y'all tuning in. Tomorrow night, Hotel's been told you 8 p.m. We're not going to miss it. I might move the time around. So we'll check our Twitter for the time. I don't know. I got to see. Um, but we're going to be here. Same channel. Make sure y'all subscribe. Make sure y'all like this video. Share it with your people. And um, I'll see y'all on Twitter. Comment with me on Twitter. Let's let's talk about, you know, let's, uh, let's debrief a little bit. Hotep. And I love y'all.